Today on Gamerhead Radio, somebody is agitated by the lack of Batcave in Arkham Knight. Remove your clothes. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains! Come on! And we have uh, a, a dueling pair of Santiago's in the studio with us. Uh, John, who is this beautiful man to my right? This is my delightful brother, Nick, a.k.a. Mr. Agitator. <laughs> it was a lie. Which 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 part was a lie? That I'm Nick. No, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That it's that I'm delightful. He's Mister Mashed Potatoes. Um, okay. Of all the things that you could have picked to have an issue with in that, um, delightful, I think is a, is at least as far as our listeners are concerned, um, is going to be the hardest thing to sell to them that that's the thing that was wrong. Because remember, the last time you were here was the birth of the Dick Train. My brother birthed the Dick Train. I birthed the Dick Train. <laughs> I spread my legs wide and the dick train came out. Betwixt the two of us, betwixt the two of us, uh, it it came to be. Because I said it completely in jest and Mm -hmm. then you you elevated it and Mm -hmm. turned it into the godlike thing that it has become on this show. You've probably listened to it like five times. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember doing it. I don't remember being there. That dick train joke has followed this show. Yep. I, I, it probably comes up really? I, whenever we do the live that's shows. That's why the new whenever... logo was a dick train. Yes. Like, that's what it should be. It should be gamer head <laughs> on a dick train. A gamer, like, head is in, like, the head of the There penis. you go, right. gamer head. And it's a dick train riding into a porn star's mouth. <laughs> We're, like, three minutes into this episode, and Charlie is sweating already. <laughs> He's like, get this guy out of here. Every know, time we bring no. my brother in here, this is you what know, happens, you see. It would get attention if he went to trade shows. That's... It would. It By security. Is, I don't think anybody's going to book us the, the, the most <laughs> awkward booth setup I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and if security come up, all you have to do is so toot toot. <laughs> right out the fucking door. John, how was your week? It was It was very busy. Uh, it was uh, fairly constructive, but uh, it's it's... It's been a big week uh, for Vs for Villains, which we'll talk about a little bit at the end of the show. We've had some some big changes come yes. up and some kind of cool things and new developments and new directions. Uh, you know, every week I kind of give you guys updates on what it is we've been working on and where you can buy our merch and you know all this all this other stuff. But um, you know, there's been some some big sweeping changes in that. So uh, we'll we'll save that for the end of the show. Um, but uh, that that was a little bit of my week, and then the rest of it's just been work, 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 man. You know, having a little boy at home is. Uh, it's more work than it is anything else. It's crazy. At this stage, I kind of imagine that's At this juncture, yeah, yeah. Because now he's standing up and he gets into everything and pulls everything off the shelves. DVDs everywhere. Everywhere. So you'll be able to take a break in about f- six years? Uh, I'm estimating like maybe maybe 18. never ever again. <laughs> so based on how long I, I latched onto my parents and made those poor people suffer, never. I'll never be free. Ever. <laughs> So, uh, how was your week, Charlie? Um, likewise, busy. Um, we had our uh, our annual uh, summer, like Fourth of July ish party um, this last weekend, which I fucking uh, missed because my car is acting up. John, time to get a new car, buddy. It is. I, I just got to get to January. That's all I got. It's <laughs> oh. just got to make to January, and it'll be it'll be. Mm. Because the dead of winter is the best time to buy a car. Yes, I just I gotta <laughs> make it to January. That's it. That's my fucking deadline. 
Okay, uh, good luck. Um, I'll, I'll just say that at least. Um, I'm sure there's at least two more repairs in my future before January. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that was last night. Um, the fact that I'm coherent right now, I think, is an accomplishment. Um, so, hooray for that. But um, before I get into what I've been playing, um, uh, as far as the releases this uh, coming week, on the 14th, got a whole handful of a bunch of different stuff. We've got Deception 4, The Nightmare Princess on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Godzilla the game, because, okay, on the PS4 and the PS3. Uh, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Godzilla, just the timing seems weird. Is this, oh, is this based on the movie oh, that yeah, came out? pretty late, right? I don't yeah. think this is the uh, licensed movie thing. I so think then this it's is 50 just, years late. Yeah. It's late. <laughs> like, Jesus. It's not the first Godzilla game that's come out. But if you remember, they showed this, I think this was the Godzilla they showed at E3 like two years ago, and people got pretty psyched about it because it looks oh, like Oh, it's all retro. Super accurate. Yeah, it's like, like, like cell shaded, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do recall that. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I think just that's the one we're talking about. Yeah, I believe you are you might be correct on that. Uh, God of War 3 Remastered hitting the PS4. Uh, Rory McElroy PGA Tour PS4 on Xbox One. Um, I probably pronounced that name wrong because who plays golf? Um, <laughs> um, AR-K, The Great Escape. That sounds on, like a Vita title. Uh, it's actually a PC title. That's shocking. Maybe it's a Vita. Maybe, maybe it's a port from the Vita. I don't know. You're, you're not on the show uh, often, but there's been this long-running gag we noticed every week when we do the releases that... There's these crazy long super Japanese names. That's the only thing coming out on the Vita. It's like so these Japanese imports, and they're insane fucking names that nobody could pronounce, let alone remember to buy yeah, these games. So you basically found out that they put out one shit game for Vita like once every eight months. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, which is heartbreaking. My brother's a hey, Vita owner. What are you talking about? My portable PlayStation Four player. Yeah, it's like <laughs> all, all it is. That is you know? exactly what he uses it for. It's literally, the only thing I use it for is to play my PS Four and other places. Uh, also on the fourteenth, The Fall is hitting PS Four. Uh, Guild of Ven- uh, Guild of Dungeoneering. I tripped over that word for a second because that's not a real word. Uh, is on the PC. <laughs> Uh, Guncraft blocked and loaded on the th- on the 360. The 360 got a release. Good Yay! job, guys. It I mean, lives. like that, that's not on anything else. <laughs> I mean, um, so that that's it. That's um, awesome. Um, Trials Fusion, uh, awesome level max expansion. Uh, saying the, uh, the you know expansion to the game on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Shit. Um, well, I think this is that crazy over-the-top one, so I think the name on this fits oh, fits okay. the content on this one. And then um, the vanishing of Ethan Carter. On the PS4, on uh, well, I have one. I, Wikipedia says it's coming out on the 14th, and um, IGN says it's coming out on the 15th. So one mm. of those two days, that game is coming out. Um, the Sorcerer King is hitting Windows on the 16th, and Slash Dash is hitting Xbox One on the 17th. So um, yeah, not not a, not a lot of uh, uh, top tier stuff there. Uh, the maybe. Fall is a decent game, though. It's worth yeah. picking up. I got a chance to play with it for a little while. I don't own it, but I got to play it. It's mm, a pretty cool. good game. It's neat. Like kind of an arcade title, but it's cool. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's go. Into, uh, Nick, what have you been playing recently? Uh, Arkham Knight, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, last time I was here, I talked about how I was waiting for Batman. Uh, I wanted everything to be Batman. That I wanted my socks have Batman on them, and that was <laughs> so. Yeah, Arkham Knight came out and it devoured my life. I don't ever want my life back. I just want to play Arkham Knight. <laughs> it seems like I a know, fair trade. Uh, Batgirl DLC comes out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Super excited about that. It yep. looks incredible. Um, and I've been playing Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition on oh, Steam cool. on PC. They just re-released it with a bunch of uh, you know playable characters. You can play as Virgil. You can play as Lady and Trish. And I, they remastered it. It looks not a lot nicer than it used to. 
I'm a big fan of it, actually, and I've played through the game mode a couple of times in the last uh, two or three days, you know, just breeze through it. Uh, I like any Devil May Cry where you can play as Virgil. Honestly, I think he's the best playable character in the series, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It has everything in it that I wanted it to have in 2008, but it did not have. Yeah. It didn't have Nick's any of those been things. A, 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 like from the get-go, he's been a big Devil May Cry fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played the first one when it came out in 2001, I think. Mm-hmm. I played it in 2001 nonstop. I beat it on every difficulty, wow. every mode, uh, you know, found every collectible, did every secret mission, uh, waited, literally just waited nonstop for the second one to come out. I got, you know, did the same, same mode, third one, same thing. Fourth one came out. And I didn't really play it as much. I didn't care for, you know, uh, the fact that it didn't have any of those extra features that the series always had that made it such a fun game to play through over and over and over again. Mm. Um, what is your take on the whole DMC kind of reboot? Uh, Nick and you know I what? both love that game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, you know, I was one of the first ones on the bandwagon of that looks terrible. Dante looks like shit. Yeah, we were both I pretty early detractors. I can't so. get down on that. It just looks bad. And then, you know, I bought Metal Gear Rising, went on a shit fit tear about it after I finished it about A, how... And then I proceeded to play it, like, a month later, like, 300 times, just because I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. I like cutting things. <laughs> but, <laughs> which is pretty much what I'm, I'm sure is what sold copies yeah, of Yeah, pretty much I was just on drugs running around cutting everything all night in my room. Was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. But outside of that, that game kind of sucks. And then when you were done with that, you went and played the video game. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. When he was done <laughs> cutting everything. That was pretty much it. <laughs> so, no, I got rid of it. I traded it in because I was so pissed when I got to the end of it. that, uh, And I was just like, what else is out that I can apply this to? And the dude was just like, well, we have DMC. And I was like, fuck that, Dante. I don't want to play that game. Look at that guy. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, no, oh, just give it to me. So I went <laughs> So Nick I, gets really angry at things, and then he partakes in them yeah, anyways. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. You know, consumerism. So I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I, I can't get, fuck this, Dante. So when I, when I played it, and I was just like, Literally, I was like a stage in. I was like, this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever played in my life. Really? That good? I was we like, this is incredible. Both, I'll, I'll go on record. I don't know if... I, I don't think you and I have ever talked to us. I'll go on record as saying I think that it is better than every Devil May Cry game that came before it. Yeah. I would second Everyone. that. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would second the that. Pacing, and as you heard, I'm a series fan. Yeah? Yeah. Huge fan. And I, I would say the same thing. It's wow. the best one they've ever made. Noted. Best story, best costume design, best, uh, you know, uh, soundtrack... The cutscenes and the, the story guy they are got phenomenal. to do his voice and the 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 combination of that that voice actor's voice and the way that they animated his face in conjunction yeah, with the voice, to life. he had he had he was more of a person oh, than yeah. original Dante ever was. Oh, and yeah. that's my big beef with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, the original Devil May Cry games have that sort of like and anime what, fluffiness to them. Okay. And what I like about it, it is that even though there are inconsistencies to the storyline, mm-hmm. you can place this one before the others, and it would still work if you overlook yeah. one or two little consistencies. Is, 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 is it supposed to be a prequel? Is that what it is? Or is it a reboot? It's a reboot, but it can be a prequel. It I could see. be a prequel okay. if you wanted it to be. There's some there's some big differences here and there. Some things that in canon may or may not work so well. Okay. But it doesn't really matter. You could put it before. And spoiler, uh, his hair turns silver at the end. So, oh, so shut the fuck up. everyone's happy, right? <laughs> um, and for anybody who wants to address uh, vicious hate mail to me and my brother for that game, just uh, find Vs for Villains on Facebook and send it to us on yeah, a personal message. My personal email is uh, nick at gofuckyourself.com. <laughs> so go ahead and send it there. 
Somebody, somebody actually has that domain. I, I, w- I wonder so. if they get a whole bunch of email. Do. Oh, that's <laughs> you have to imagine that that is used quite a Dude, bit. I would, I would love to put that on my that resume. Tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go write them and be like, really? <laughs> yeah. This is great. That's hilarious. Anything else you've been playing, brother? Uh, I played those. I really, yeah, like I said, Arkham Knight's been consuming me. I've already, I've done a hundred percent. I've gotten all the Riddler trophies, finished all the missions, did everything out. I got to do new game plus. But I'll do that. That's how I like to play my Batman games. Mm-hmm. I like to get through everything. I've been playing Ground Zeroes again, Metal Gear 5, uh, here and there, uh, just to get ready for Metal Gear 5 in September, Phantom Pain. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Out of curiosity, in Arkham Knight, so you know how it has mm-hmm. that, that, that cumul- cumul- I hate this word, cumulative score yes. um, of like, you know, the story mode and then the, all, the, all that adds up. Do you know what your yeah. score is about off the top of your head? 100%. But no, okay, no, your so, most wanted like versus all your friends, and it shows you. Oh yeah, no. What's your point I score is? No, okay. honestly, I have no idea. Um, so, so the way that it works is that um, so finishing the game mode uh, is a hundred okay. points, and then you get another hundred points if you finish New oh, Game Plus, and I then see. there's a hundred points for all of the side questy stuff, which then yeah, you, yeah. you can also get again twice when you go through New Game Plus. So yeah, you can yeah. get four hundred points there, yeah. and then the um, the rival points. When you're doing like the challenges and oh, things like yeah, that, those little like the, the, the heads. little Batman heads, yeah. It's I was so wondering what those were. It's um so basically that's a way for people can go above and beyond so that they can just get as many points as possible. Um, oh, I so. will win. It's like a it's like a leaderboard so, thing. Yeah. Well, know, okay. Yeah. So um, there's a there, there's a there's a friend of mine um that is probably about um about the Arkham games. Um, I, you know, I, I don't have a, a very clear sense of how big on them you are. I know oh, you're. Yeah, big, yeah. I know you're big huge, on them. Huge on them. Yeah. But um, but this guy, I, I would say, I would be not. I would be surprised if he was not in the like top five percent of leaderboards wow. for incredible. like all of the challenges from the previous games. Like he, it, this game was out yep. for a week, and he had already gotten cleared new game and new game plus. All of the wanted, wanted, uh, most wanted missions twice. So he had 400 points yep. there, plus like another like 100 odd points or something like that. He's, his cumulative score is like five, 550 or 600 at oh, this that's point. That's great. Hello, and darkness, he's... my old friend. <laughs> Fucking hasn't left his house in like three weeks. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's scary impressive is what it is. Um, yeah. And so I was just wondering yeah. if, you have, if you knew where you were in relation to I that. I think but, the um... only thing that I have not done is the New Game Plus, but everything okay. else I've kept out finished okay. entirely. Charlie, what did you play? Uh, I also played uh, Arkham Knight quite a bit. That um, this is, um, I'm very happy to say, um, I actually finished the main story about Yay. about 30 seconds before you you walked in the, <laughs> in the door today, John. I I wanted to have it done so that we could all talk about it because, of course, you had finished it, and um, and then then you let me down. Theoretically, so, I yeah. had finished it, <laughs> um, but, except for that being a father is challenging. And I think consuming. I think we should punish him by talking about. <laughs> it. Don't you <laughs> fucking don't you shit no. on my Batman experience? <laughs> no, I I am. So, I'm very anti-spoiler, so no, I won't do that to him. Um, You're getting off light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, no, uh, this is particularly momentous for me because this is the first time I have fin- finished a video game within a month of it coming out wow. in like two years. <laughs> hey, congratulations. He plays a lot of stuff. Like We'll talk about stuff all the time yeah. on the show, but he plays things in chunks and segments and then like... <laughs> Whatever he talked about three months ago, he'll go, I finished it! Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's how he does it. It took me like, I mean, like I'm still, I'm still working on Grand Theft Auto. You know, Grand Theft Auto V is going to be what I go back to now, yeah. but I still haven't finished the story on that. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, it's, uh, but that should be a, testimo- like, a testament to how good this game is. Because great. For, oh, for, for me to carve out the yep. time to, to want to finish this game, 
I mean, it's. I'm so only good. halfway through with it, and I'm. I can't. There's very little I can find wrong with it. Yep. Honestly, I can't find there's, anything. You know. Wrong with it. Yep. No, that's not true. There's one thing. What's up? No Batcave. That bothers that's me. That's true. And the How clock, you have clock no tower is not a, a, a sufficient supplement. No, because for that you can't either. change your costume. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, no. See, the thing is, I don't understand a design where you can activate your side missions in game. But cannot change your costume. You have to go out to the menu to yeah, change it. Yeah, that's weird. From that's a bizarre. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, not to mention in Arkham Origins, full bat cave, full Alfred. I got to talk yeah. about Christmas ham and the King Bat. <laughs> I want this back. Yep, that's <laughs> how true. do I not have this? I should be able, I should be able to change into Bruce Wayne, go upstairs. You te- you said be the Batman. That was your marketing campaign. Was be the Batman. I want to go take off my bat suit. I want to go upstairs into Wayne Manor and I want to check my fucking mail. <laughs> I want to read Bruce Wayne's mail. <laughs> That's what I want to do. So, I, I do think fair. it's strange that they opted not to build Wayne Manor for you to explore, because how cool would that have been? Yeah, that's yeah. never been represented. They, they had Wayne Manor in... You're wrong. No, <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> they, it was in Cold, Cold Heart. You got to go through Wayne Manor oh, as Bruce Wayne. Oh, fuck, you're right. And it was a challenge map. Because it was a, a party downloadable challenge map. Yep, it was yeah. New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a downloadable challenge map, and Arkham City was the Batcave and Wayne Manor both. Yeah. Well, shit, I'm wrong. I'm ass wrong. Yeah, so that was a thing. Hey, I know my Batman. So the thing is, <laughs> nobody's challenging you. And trust me, it's okay because this entire week I've been so excited about playing Arkham Knight. That's all I've done. I would wake up and go play Arkham Knight. I would eat and sit there in my filth and play Arkham Knight. And then <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everybody's about, been playing in their filth. I hope so. By yeah. about day four, I was so ashamed of myself as a person. <laughs> I was just like, I, I could never come back from this. And I was fine with it. And then he kept playing. Yeah, and then I just kept playing. <laughs> as just kept as playing. did I. And so um, good. Yeah. yeah. But and um, I, I've been doing the same. But I told Charlie, um, I'm I'm about halfway. Um, I'm about halfway through the game and uh, yeah. the story mode. Did you get to Wayne but, Enterprises yet? Um, well, the first time that you're there, like, you can, did like, you go up there and open up the, the glass the Shakespeare? Uh, no, 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 that I haven't done yet. Oh, you didn't open it? Even at the top where he's got yeah. all his extra gear? Yeah, yeah I've done t- that once. Did you see the pods come out of the ground? I did. So why the fuck couldn't I go up to that pod and change my costume? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like they brought it up and it was like, oh, cool, gadgets. I'm, uh, I can't do anything with any of this. Why? <laughs> I, I am, um, you know, I don't think this is a spoiler considering Harley has a DLC pack in the game, but I yeah, am yeah. going to meet Harley for the first time. That's where I'm Oh, at. okay. So I'm yeah. about halfway through the yeah, story yeah. mode. Awesome. Um, I've been doing like all of the side missions that I could either find yeah. or just do up to the point in which they cut me off, and I've completed a bunch of them. I finished Man Bat. Yeah, I finished He's scary. Um, Azrael. Um, I still think Michael Lane is a tool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm working on most of the like side story stuff and mission stuff, and then I want to like, as as it will let me continue to do more. But you know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Anything else? Oh, oh uh, remember if you have not. When you're in the theater, you know, where Harley Quinn comes in, you know, the theater area? I haven't been there yet. I'm just now, that's the next mission. That's, yeah, that's what you're doing. When you go in there, you're back in the theater where the Jokers are. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Pick up the ice grenade on the table. Don't you can miss it. it? Oh, I missed it for like 90% of my side missions. And this is advice for anyone. Well, because you need them to do a bunch of the, the yeah, Riddler the trophies. Riddler trophies. Yeah. Nobody tells you this. If you're missing the upper left gadget in your utility belt, it's sitting there in the in the theater that Batman owns on a table with nothing Son pointing to it. Of a bitch. It's just sitting there. <laughs> apparently, walk up, apparently pick it Charlie up. didn't know that either. And no, yep. Walk up, <laughs> pick it up, walk away, and start ice blasting the shit out of everybody. It's awesome. Right on. All right. Good to know. Um, 
was that was that all you played? This yeah, week? That was all I played. And just, just real quick on a related note, um, I, I went the, the first time I was in the Gotham, Gotham City Police Department. I went mm-hmm. and I explored, you know, that the the, the evidence room in the yeah, back, yeah. you know, and um, and I saw that there's that one Riller trophy in there, and then the you know his his electric gun, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I you know I, I I did the detective vision. I said like this could be broken with a lot of force. I was like, oh, I might have to come back here with like a bomb or something to blow the glass open or something like that. <laughs> come back later, and it's like, oh, I can just punch it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I I really cool. liked and. And didn't realize until I got to not too far away from where I'm at now, even halfway through, because I didn't go back to lock up unless the story made me. Yeah. And I really dug that they kept filling the jail with yeah. all the oh, people. And like like the scoreboard real. of yeah. like how full it is. Yep. Yeah, 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 I thought cool. that was yeah. really cool. That yeah, was a nice touch. So I'm going to kind of incense my brother here and say, took all the time in the world to build a really, really nice Gotham Police Department. There's no bad cave, man. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? No, my and my point with that being, yeah, I want to go back and I want to talk to Alfred again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of well, course. I want to use the back computer. We do have five more months of DLC to look forward to, so. Yes. I want to take my Batmobile and I want to customize it. Yeah. I want to paint it different colors. I want to change its wheels. I want to put fins on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do shit to my Batmobile. Then you should play Grand Theft Auto V. No, I should play Batman. <laughs> <laughs> because in, in Batman, I get to punch petty criminals that I get to play as in Grand Theft Auto. That's the other which thing. Which was why when Spider-Man came out, Spider-Man 2, on PS2, and it was the first open world Spider-Man, I never looked back to Grand Theft Auto, really. Because I was just like, oh, I can either be that turd running around on the street that Spider-Man punches, <laughs> or no, I can be but, Spider-Man. But I'm going to tell you this right now, and Charlie will back me up on this. We're, I've, you and I have played every like open-world superhero-type yeah. game on the planet, or yeah. extraordinary yeah. human including being on Saints planet. Row. Everything, including Saints Row 4, which is fucking sweet. <laughs> it's so, it's so stupid. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five is not... It's. It, Everybody should play it, especially online. It's it's a social experiment. It's insane. Yeah. Okay, it's it's absolutely worth. We play it out. like we'll play it occasionally when when goats here. Um, and man, uh, like the shit that you see, some of the shit that's happened <laughs> while we were playing it, we've got clips of. It's some of the funniest. I'll play it when I, they put the back cave in. How that's about good. That? Somebody, put it, people are modding put, it right now. Yeah. Put so, a back cave. You know, okay, one on of you PC. put a back cave in it and give me a Batmobile and a bat suit, and I will play it. Okay. Done. You know my brain. I, I'm not going to do that. Complete and total non sequitur. You know my brain just went. It's like, oh, but you can't mod Grand Theft Auto Five on, on on Xbox out. But you will be able to mod Fallout Four on the Xbox One. So Ooh. you might be able to have the Batmobile in the Batcave in Fallout Four. So yeah, there's that. that. People can do That's it. awesome, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Nick Nick agrees with you and I that there's despite the fucking like waterfall of complaints about the Batmobile controls. There's nothing wrong with no, it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, they're just different is yeah, all it is. Yeah. You just haven't That's learned it. how to use mm-hmm. it. Every time right. every time I pick every time I come back to the game, the first time I drive the Batmobile, I instinctively use a left trigger to brake. Which yep. and me too. But then it just takes one time, it's like, oh right. Yep. But now and that I you know what I found is really brilliant about the design of that though? I have found that now that I'm used to the controls for that, I will just for a moment tap into the tank mode yep. just to turn myself quickly me to, to, mm-hmm. to bolt out yep. man i'll use yep. it to right myself and yeah and you know, it keeps yourself counter- going off ledges and shit yep, yep, just like yep. bam stop i will okay, say this good. where i realized that it actually has you can see where they designed and perfectly Im- implemented the control scheme for what they had in their brain for oh, it yeah. was when i was doing one of the riddler challenges the one where you have to 
uh, use the winch to lower yourself down mm-hmm. the wall into that the sewer awesome. and turn the sections of the yeah, wall with the wheels. Was that cool. was br- so brilliantly designed. That yep. was so it, great. And there's a lot more of brilliance. Oh, I, like I love it. I love it. You know, we could sit here and talk about Arkham Knight for fucking hours. I but. have one more question. I'm yeah. a little bit familiar with Edward Nigma. Can somebody please explain to me where he got the money to build all these challenges? Okay, so <laughs> here, here you go. You've done it. He would need at least twenty-eight years <laughs> to build one of those rooms. I know. <laughs> like there is no, no way possible that. Not to mention, they introduced him in Arkham Origins as Nigma, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just as Nigma. You know, a hacker that Batman ran into when he was a, like young Batman. He was. He worked for the Gotham Gotham City Police Department. Yeah, he worked for yeah. the Gotham Police Department. He was just Nigma, the young hacker who was a, kind of a dickhead. But my point was like. Yeah, he didn't say he had any money. They didn't say he had any yeah. cash. He didn't have any, like, you know. I think they said in Arkham Knight as a throwaway line that he salvaged 90% of the tech that he used for these challenges and his robots from the bottom of Wonder City, which was in Arkham City. Yeah. And uh, it was presumably hideout, but, you know, presumably spoilers he could get those, from an old game, he's dead, so. Presumably he could get those robots to build it for him, depending on what he's got True. doing, too. Yeah. I think we're writing their story for them, but yeah. <laughs> I believe... Do your fucking jobs, Rocksteady. Yeah. You're not paying us. Give me so. a back cave. But I agree that, you know, it's... Yeah, no, Hashtag, never give me a back cave. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that is my only complaint with the game, is that my, my, my suspension <laughs> of disbelief ends with that. Like, I, I, can't, I can't buy that. It's just I'm like, more interested in where he's like, like that ugly fucking shirt. Well, that. Well, my point was like, yeah, it was like they gave him a wrench... <laughs> and like a shitty mechanic. Well, I was shirt. I was playing with like, Megan. He built this all with this wrench today, <laughs> and Megan horrible. looked at me and she goes, "What do you think of that design?" I was like, "I mean, it's okay." I said, "I, I liked him in the cool. previous games yeah. a little bit better. You know, he was more interesting to look at." And she's like, "He looks like some dudes or somebody's dirty old dad." <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he does. He does well, I think what they were insinuating with his design was that. He's been in those fucking tunnels for two or three years building Just all building shit. the shit out of everything. That's all, all he's been doing. Dirty and greasy. His entire yeah. life. Because yeah. that's what he looked like. Somebody mm-hmm. who was building like, you know, huge elaborate auto parts and shit mm-hmm. like that. Either yeah. that or he just came out of fear and loathing. I mean, one or the other. Yeah, that too. That too. He's just been doing We can't stop here. This is bad country. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's perfect. Wee! Okay, I'm done. Oh, man. Um, um, so uh, we could we could really, I uh, could talk about this forever. And, and unfortunately for everybody listening at home, um, because I didn't finish, I have de- I've demanded a stay of spoiler-free discussion, which has, has upset both of these two gentlemen. Um, otherwise, uh, just to... Uh, keep things moving. I uh, I've been playing games on my 3DS. I finished Mighty Switch Force, which was part of the Nintendo uh, Humble Bundle, the the, the Nindy Bundle they were calling it. Uh, not a long game, super charming and really fun and cute, and exactly what I wanted out of it. Like I'd play it for ten minutes, stop playing it, and then play it again for ten minutes, and it was it was fun. It was really cool, like a little platformer game. Um, I'd finished, uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. It was awesome. It was absolutely what everybody said it was. It was a spiritual successor to, uh, Link to the Past and featured a lot of the same music and sound effects and I really enjoyed it. I, I highly recommend it for anybody. Uh, the first half of it was okay. Second, about halfway through it got really interesting and I really, really liked the ending, which is saying something because Nintendo games typically don't have very deep endings. So... Uh, I dug it. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. That's that's all I had time to play this week. And the 3DS games I played in tiny little chunks here and there. You know. Um, so yeah, that was it. Cool. All right. So now that you know what we did in the last week of video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming.
right, this week in news, it's going to be a little bit more of a recap of some of the things we've discussed in the last couple of months, uh, which translates to, there was no fucking news this week. So, uh, coming in at number five, uh, Kojima Productions has disbanded, according to Solid Snake's Japanese voice actor. So, the Japanese voice actor for Metal Gear Solid um, 5, The Phantom Pain, which they did not change him out, by the way, in Japan. It's just in the U.S. that David Hayter's been switched out. Um, he did say that uh, Phantom Pain is nearly complete. Um, the team is working on the title at, K- at Kojima Productions, but has been disbanded. Um, so there's been a lot of kind of speculation as to what happened there. Nobody has said a word about the status of what Kojima Productions would be, but it has been forcefully disbanded, according to him. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, this is Akio Atsu- uh, Atsuka, um, said that he expects it to be the team's greatest masterpiece. Uh, and then he went on to say the Kojima Productions was forced to disband, but it appears that the work that the team has been putting uh, into the game is their utmost effort into uh, a nearly complete game. So um, he's saying he thinks it's going to be their best stuff. He says, I'm not exaggerating when I say I expect it will become their greatest masterpiece. I couldn't help it. I just wanted to say, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> um, uh-huh. Which I'm sure that's not at all how it sounds in Japanese, <laughs> but that's what I fucking said. Uh, but even if this is the end, Metal Gear Solid is immortal, he says. Um, the, the general consensus at this point is, is that since Kojima Productions has been disbanded, everybody there that is has been working on this game for years now as employees of Konami are now there as contracted workers to finish out this project before they are scattered into the wind. Um, this is sad, man. This is sad times that a venerable studio like this gets shuttered so unceremoniously and just pitched out like trash. And there's still no real word to, as to what the what the problem was? No. I, my guess is we'll probably hear something about that years down the line, yeah. but I'm sure it's all caught up in a legal quagmire right now, man. I mean... You know, what you said earlier, you know, you reminded that, um, you know, saw that the American Solid Snake voice actor got changed from David Hedder to Kiefer Sutherland. Hmm. Um, it made me realize, you know, that... I wonder if that had anything to do with now the rest of what we've seen is is what what i'm sure has been a a gradual but you know because i'm sure the whatever whatever this upset was did not happen overnight i'm sure it's been building right. for a no. long time right and so yep. I, I can't help but wonder now if whatever caused that voice actor change had anything to do with this. a lot of yep. people a lot of people are that are way closer to the source than we are which is not very close at all yeah um <laughs> like we play them yeah yeah, yeah that's it um <laughs> I read Kotaku. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Good. So I, I, I take in my digest. Um, they, a lot of people are saying that it's a result of the fact that Konami wanted to make the Metal Gear series a, just like Call of Duty and just like a lot of yearly franchises, Assassin's Creed, yeah. they see the potential to make money on a legendary name in the business, make it a yearly title, and Kojima owns a stake in that as long as he's part of Konami. And he, the word is he doesn't want that. He wants to put out finished, polished, outstanding, bookended titles every handful of years, and that be it. And they don't want that. And so a, a lot of people speculate that he's the roadblock in the way to doing that. Because they've already said they're going to start doing that once he's gone. See, I'm with two minds now. on it. Number one, Metal Gear Rising essentially sucked. Yeah. So I can see why that would be an issue and a concern. However, on the other end, I guess the reason that I don't, complain too much about that is I mean more Metal Gear to me is more Metal Gear yeah. sure so if I get more Metal Gear I'm a happy guy however have, have I mean have either of you played Portable Ops 
the PSP game? I, I've started it like three times. I've only made it a maximum of like three hours into it. Not maybe. Peace Walker Portable Ops. Portable the one that was the first not made PSP by like a genius title. team. Yeah, no. Yeah. But was actually has a snug place sure, sure. in the storyline. And it makes sense. Uh, it's an incredible game. It's incredible. Um, and they had nothing to do with it. And it was great. And I loved it. And it felt like Metal Gear. And it had a storyline that was a companion Without changing he anything. He did not direct those games, but I'm almost positive he did have a hand in the writing. He did not direct or write Portable Ops, but he did direct entirely Peace Walker. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's But no, then look at Metal Gear Acid 1 and 2. Which were fun. Which were fun, but, but they, derivative. Don't, they don't really belong in that world but, either. like I said, look at Portable Ops. Sure. Great game. Yeah. Not the same team. Awesome. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really argue good. the point that if they're gonna put out quality titles, absolutely. Like I'm all for quality, but I think people so are nervous because then of you Metal do Gear what Rising Arkham Origins and, and you did what Arkham Knight did. Yeah, Arkham Origins. I loved it. It was essentially an sure, expansion sure. pack, but, but, but you the do, story was better than the other two. But games. you do realize that your praise of that game that you are the minority for that. Most people I don't care. Hate that it doesn't mean it isn't awesome. <laughs> Most people think that game is garbage. They're wrong. I, I don't think. And it's, I will. I, don't I think will it's stand. I will stand and do a fucking PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on why they are dead fucking wrong. And the bottom line is, I've literally, before Arkham Knight came, back, came out, I played every single Batman game in chronological order. Meaning, by everybody's estimation, I played the worst one first and the best one last. No. And I'm standing there saying, no, you're remembering something better than it was. It doesn't, much, just because you know it didn't bring brand new core mechanics doesn't mean that they didn't build on what was already a great game. As much as is every, it an expansion pack? Yes, Arkham Origins is an expansion pack. I've said that from day one. It's essentially an expensive expansion pack, but it's better. It's awesome. As much as everybody remembers and will remember when when we were on the show together before I was an official part of the show as the dick train episode people also <laughs> will probably remember that as nick's red-faced defense of arkham origins in that episode too so you've been he's oh yeah very he, i mean he's always been like <laughs> oh yeah we, he finished it before i did we had the discussion well because i finished it way later and he's like what'd you think and i was like better than i think it's better than people said it was i still don't think it's the best game in the series you know, yeah, I well, still think Arkham City is better. Is what I told him. I think it blows Arkham Asylum out of the yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, blows it out of the water. Um, so coming back to the story, um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, so I, I I can't say I'm surprised that you know that Kojima Productions is shut down from everything else we've been hearing. Um, it's definitely unfortunate, but you know, to next point, you know, apparently they're capable of making good Metal Gear games without them. So it's unfortunate, yeah. but. Uh, uh, here, here's hoping that they don't let us down, I guess, is the short way to say it. Well, they did with Metal Gear Rising, right? Well, fair. And it was kind of shitty. But at the same time, I agree. Like, if you have a team that you trained, which was what Portable Ops essentially was. It was a team that Kojima trained to make Metal Gear games. And right. he sent them off on their own and said, make Metal Gear games. But unless they get those people back, who are they going to get to train him? Because he's not going to do that work now. Well, I mean, the bottom line is with any franchise or any property, at some point, you got to pass the reins or the damn thing's going to die. Yeah. So and it does work. Look, three four three industries took over Halo from Bungie, and with the exception of the fuck up on Master Chief Collection, that those games are actually better than the ones Bungie made. And now yeah. Bungie went on to make Destiny, which has been kind of insulting to people. So yeah. bringing <laughs> it full know. circle, Ninja yeah. Theory took Devil May Cry and made it way better. We are still in the minority on that too. Once again, I, I doesn't know. mean we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it just means that a lot of people don't agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's true. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. Uh, you, you can't fault that logic, man. 
<laughs> Moving on to number four, another follow-up. If you remember earlier in the year, we talked about uh, how former Valve economist uh, Yanis Varoufakis uh, became the finance minister for Greece. Um, he quit. <laughs> he fucking quit. He's gone. Um, so he's only been there for six months, which is about the, the period of time in which it was that we talked about it originally. Um, for those of you who don't keep up with world events or current events, uh, Greece is in serious mm-hmm. fucking trouble. Like, there's a possibility that they may be backing out of the European Union. They may not. They may not support the euro anymore, and they may go back to their their original currencies or some other currency um, if they can't fix uh, the state of their economy. Which they've been in trouble on and off for years. They keep getting bailed out, and I think at this point, nobody's really rushing to fix them. Um, Yanis Varoufakis was uh, one of the people who's largely responsible for turning Steam into the marketing powerhouse, and they've got their own like micro economy in there. And we talked about that uh, earlier in the year. He was an economics professor, um, and he's in Athens while he's working there. Um, he resigned hours after the Greek voters backed his call to reject creditors' demands for uh, more austerity and referendum. So Wait, they they backed his call like he won, and yes. then he quit. No, 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 no. They backed his call to reject. He was calling for for the the, the people who could pot creditors, anybody who could lend Greece more money. As the finance minister for Greece, he called for people to back rejecting that. Don't do that. Don't take more money. Don't, you know. Um, So uh, uh, soon after the announcement of the the referendum results, uh, he says, I was made aware of a certain preference by some Eurogroup participants and assorted partners for my, and then he pauses, absence <laughs> again in quotation from its meetings an idea that the prime minister judged to be potentially helpful to him in reaching an agreement for this reason i am leaving the ministry of finance today he wrote in a, def- a defiant blog post <laughs> um, he says i consider it my duty to help alexis Siparis exploit as he see fits, sees fit the capital of the greek people uh, uh excuse me the capital that the greek people granted us through yesterday's referendum and i shall wear the creditors loathing with pride so essentially, he's saying that uh, he was ousted by the creditors who were trying to swoop in there and capitalize on Greece's misfortune because obviously they stand to gotcha. uh, gain some notoriety from it. Fucking so, politics, so, man. So here, here's the the short of the story. You've been a you you managed to keep your job as it is as a host of Gamerhead Radio longer than this guy was the uh, was the finance minister of Greece. I beat you, Varoufakis. <laughs> Not scared of you. Um. He hasn't said what he's going to do from here, where he's going to go. Um, kind of a weird story. I kind of hope he does something where we can follow up again in the future because it's a weird story anyway. I just he like, from I just like, like saying his name. Janos Varoufakis. Varoufakis. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's it's bad. Here's hoping Greek looks up and or Greece looks up and things get better there. I mean, oh, the, the banks are running yeah. out of money. Like they because, don't have money uh, to give people. You know, we're gonna be right behind them in the fucking any so. day now. Any uh, day now. Hopefully, things come back together because it's like dominoes. <laughs> it is. We all need each other. So that's that's slightly terrifying. So. And we move on to number three before I get too uh, depressed. I was going to say, man, if he keeps talking <laughs> yeah, about man. this, Charlie's going to have to pour me another It's the beer. truth. Did you see the stock market uh, glitch? <sighs> I don't, I, it, it, that scares me, man. And then that morning, yeah. not only the stock market glitch, but was it United Airlines shut down entirely mm-hmm. that morning? There were like five things that day. Yep. Oh, five yeah. Five things that, that were... They, that everybody swears it was coincidence and they no. had nothing to do with each other. It definitely was oh, not sure a cyber attack. Oh, nothing to do with Greece either, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, the the domino what, of currency. Fucking so. unfortunate. Well... 
All right, moving on to number three. I've spent a substantial portion of this year really, really making fun of Sega because they keep doing really stupid things. Um, so Sega comes out and says, uh, in a public release, we want to win back gamers' trust. Step one, stop making Sonic Boom. <laughs> that game is fucking terrible. It's embarrassing how bad that game is. And it's a, sh- it's a shame that you treat it that poorly, that you treat Sonic that poorly. Um, so they did an, uh, an interview with Famitsu, um, which was trans- uh, translated by Silicon Era. Sega CEO and President Hajime Satomi said that his company is going to be putting much more of an emphasis on quality from now on, and that it's learned that lessons from uh, it's learned lessons from Atlas. And a lot of you who don't know Atlas games, uh, they had some success a couple years ago with um, that game Catherine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy, strange, awesome, weird game. Um, they put out they're the ones who published the Persona games. Um, and they have found this really Shin Megami Tensei, the Shin Megami Tensei games. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they've found some success in the last like six years, five six years with publishing games that ten years ago nobody would have fucking bought in the West, yeah. and they blew up to be like nobody would have bought Catherine games, yeah. ten years ago. That yeah. game was cool as shit. Um, they've, they've had a lot of success with doing that, so I guess Sega's been mentoring and paying close attention to Atlas's uh, you know marketing techniques for the West. I blame a lot of Atlas's success on the extreme rise of anime in the last handful of years, uh, because that shit's all like mad weird, like a lot of anime is. Yeah. Um, so they said, as far as the Western market goes, we learned a lot from Atlas. Um, if we can make a title with proper quality, I believe that there's a good chance for it to do well, even in the West, for players that like to play Japanese games. So when Famitsu asked uh, what the publisher would be focusing on when it comes to home consoles, Satomi went back to the point of quality saying, I've been talking to the employees about how we should start putting serious consideration into quality from this point on, especially in North America and Europe, because they're judging us. (laughs) That's not what he said. Uh, Where it's always been more of a focus on schedules. There you go. He just admitted right there why Sega's been in such deep shit for most of their the last like 15 years is because they're all doing it based on schedules and not anything to do with quality control. That's huh. awful, man. It's funny how that works. Um, <laughs> one too many fucking Sega kart racers, I guess. Um, well, I just also feel kind of like, shouldn't you like have an idea before you make a game? Like, gotcha. um, so th- they went on to say that uh, he believes that if we can't maintain quality, it would be better to not release anything at all. Are you just now figuring <laughs> this out? Yeah. Are you after you've ruined Sonic to a point where, I mean, there have been dis- talk and discussion of Sega getting out of the race man all together and selling ips and shit and that's how bad they, they didn't even do a showing at e3 this year they didn't have a booth they didn't they no, weren't there at all nothing nothing i joke around about sonic boom but it, didn't it they have really a sonic with a gun is, at one point they did kind of have like and they were sonic like look at how that, edgy but, he is yeah they, they've <laughs> done they tried to do edgy sonic a couple times okay. so he even said that he feels that some of sega's less impressive titles have betrayed longtime fans yeah you just figuring that out yeah now? are you <laughs> Uh, we did our best to build a relationship of mutual trust with older fans of Sega, but looking back, there have been some titles that have partially betrayed that trust in the past ten years. <laughs> looking by, you know, now that I think about it, we took your money and fucked you in the ass for the last ten years, and sorry! <laughs> Not good. Well, hey, at least they figured it out now. Yeah. After Sonic Boom. Uh, Famitsu questioned whether or not we could look forward to any uh, new releases anytime in the future here coming up, at least in the next year, to which he said, no. (laughs) That's it. it. Um, He said, since we're seriously considering quality, I can't make that promise for the time being, but I believe we will announce something for a home console at Tokyo Game Show. One thing is certain, sounds like a step in the right direction. Um, The only way you're going to make people happy again is if you take your 
really, really good list of classic titles that had a lot of respect, and you put out really good, respectful versions of modern versions of those games, and then make some new shit, man. Yeah, IP, man. Yeah. Like, why are you going to, like... Seriously, like... Well, they need something to refill their coffers because I think they're sitting on the level of broke at this point. I feel like I had this conversation not too long ago where I said, like, yeah, yeah, and somebody was telling me, I don't remember who, they were like, Sonic, like, Sonic's great and all this shit. I was just like, Sonic sucks. We used to play this shit when we were kids because there was nothing cooler. And I was like, the reality is when we were kids, like, when everyone in this room was kids, if they were like, you could play a Solid Snake... Or a blue hedgehog in sneakers. We would have been like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> I think I'll be the, the badass soldier guy. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's because it was the, they were really good games. They were super responsive. Yep. They just happened to have the worst protagonists you could ever dream up. Yeah. Because they were yeah. like, oh, these are for children's toys. And relatively, right? because yeah. of the Sega Genesis being what it is, relatively bad music, too. It was yeah. just their, their sound chip was... Chip. I just remember always when I was a kid... Even actually up until like the mid-2000s, I always remember there always being this air of, oh, it's a really good game. This is a good game, not like, you know, that Batman game. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, this is a real good game, with, and it's cool, and there's like, you know, a character in it, and he's somebody, I guess. But it's like a great game <laughs> mechanics, and it was like uh, never uh, anything that had like... Other than, than Metal Gear to me, it was never anything that had like a cool character or cool story. Rocket Knight Adventures. <laughs> oh, like, God. There was just always weird, like, so weird It was characters. all about the gameplay and not really so much about the character. Uh, Decap yeah, exactly. Attack, starring Chuck D. Head. Chuck D. Head. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, well, Star Fox. Debu do debu. Yeah. Debu do debu. Debu do debu. It was horrible. Well, and I remember even as a kid, I was like, look at these badass. You know, like spaceship, uh, like airplane things. This is awesome. Why am I a fucking fox? Yeah. <laughs> like, see, I was always like, why it is everything kind of an animal? a lazy thing to do, isn't why, it? Why is everything an animal? And that always bothered me when I was a kid. Like, it was, you know how fucking awkward it is listening to Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral in 94, 95 when you're a kid and you're playing as a fucking toad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just super weird. Where you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm an awesome clay fighter. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck is this? Him an yeah. angry snowman, <laughs> right. yeah. ba- big bad frosty or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they these horrible fucking execs around a table. You know what you're like, doing right hit? now? Do you? Do you know what big, you're doing bad right frosty. now? You're making me realize that I remember things as being better than they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all remember yeah. them as a society. As we being all talk better about the, the golden age of video oh, games. Yeah. But you look back on it, and there was some that fucking, fucking trash hedgehog in there. is blue. He's got sneakers, and he can run. Best game ever. Why can't they make games like that anymore? <laughs> I'm sorry. If we would have seen fucking Arkham Origins back then, we would have shit our pants. Every one of us would have been like, oh. We'd have been like, he doesn't just run you know, straight across the screen and, screen and punch things on the way. We'd have been like, he can actually move. He has a head. We would have been excited because he had a fucking face. We'd have been like, he has a face? You know? I'm sorry. It's just like these assholes yep. come up to me all the time. They're like, the golden age of gaming. I'm like, dude, we made do with what we had, like fucking cavemen with two <laughs> sticks trying to run together. <laughs> fucking flame. That, well, that's part of the reason that people valued the games that came from that time the way they do is because right, cause cause the ones that were good, else. the ones that were good that made advances. It was a rare thing. Anyways, we're getting, we're getting sidetracked sorry. like we do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on uh, to number two. 
for the week. Uh, this is a follow-up to something we talked about earlier in the year. I think it was actually during my first episode on the show. Um, if any of you guys out there were trying to play Xbox Live or PSN games over uh, Christmas 2014 or over the 4th of July weekend just this uh, last week here, uh, you can blame Lizard Squad and uh, 17-year-old Julius Kivamaki, um, known as Z-Kill online. Mm. Um, we talked about Lizard Squad. Charlie was terrified. Uh, uh, he was terrified of retribution because I talked trash. <laughs> um, it, well, you know, chickens came home bruised, man. Uh, they put him up and uh, punished him. Uh, he's from Finland, um, so there are some complications regarding his punishments there. Namely, even though his... His crimes are international, technically. Um, Finland, the the country itself, reserves the right to deny extradition to anybody, even if they should. And they, of course, denied extradition to this fellow, who was, if you can, if you can, wrap your brain around this, he was convicted of more than fifty thousand instances of cybercrime. Fifty thousand. His punishment according to Finnish media, is a two-year suspended prison sentence and a requirement to speak out against cybercrime. He's not going to jail. <laughs> what? 50 th- he's, he's convicted of 50,000 crimes. He's just got to go out there and say, bad, don't do it. Dude, I need to go to Finland. <laughs> right? Apparently I need to be a criminal is. over there. Back okay. then, when he was originally... Because this dumbass... Was 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 stupid enough to just put a video out online saying I did this and I'm part of Lizard Squad. And when asked why, he said just because the chaos of it is fun, and also because he said people need to go outside and play <laughs> on holidays and spend time <laughs> with their families on holidays. Nobody cares about to that. To which I responded, "That's not your choice." Thank you. Um, both the United Kingdom and Finnish authorities made arrests as soon as the entire thing came out that he was part of it. He's of course not the only member of Lizard Squad. Um, PlayStation Network seems to get hit harder and way more often by DDoS attacks. It's because um, they don't have the same security. It's just a right. different infrastructure. People right. forget that Sony is not a computer corporation like Microsoft is. They don't have the same protocols in place to protect themselves. They're an entertainment company and a media company. That's not, you know, it's not their speciality. Um, of course, they wouldn't have to worry about it if people like this were not constantly doing shitty things to people who pay for that service. Yeah. Um, so at the at the time of the January arrest, reports suggested Kibamaki faced four months to four years in prison. It's not going to happen. Um, this kid's getting off light. Um, I need you guys. I'm, I'm going to go on record. If anything should happen to me, let's say I do something stupid or I get framed for something, I'm in jail. I need a lawyer. You get me this kid's lawyers. Yeah. No okay. Yeah. Um, do that. And, uh, and then I'll be fine. Um, yeah. You'll be fine. Just commit your crimes in Finland. And they'll let them extradite. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, keep me here. Well, Sony and Microsoft are not the only people uh, that, that were affected by those attacks or have been affected because these guys do stuff like this all the time, just whenever they see fit or whenever it's convenient or entertaining for them to do that. Whatever they're bored. Um, <sighs> Sony Online Entertainment, if you remember, was sold a few months back, and they became Daybreak Game Company. Right. Um, they kept their CEO from SOE. Uh, John Smedley has been there forever and a day. If you play any of the SOE games, you probably know who this guy is. Um, he's largely responsible for EverQuest. Um, when this happened, he was John Smedley was disgusted that this kid could be convicted of so much but not be held to any actual accountability yeah. for what he's doing, which I can understand if it's just the inconvenience of people want to play their games on a holiday and they're off work. You get a little pissed off. People don't think about the fact that people pay money for that service and they're losing time on what they paid which is still to me 
I can understand where people would be frustrated, not the end of the world, but for companies like Sony Online Entertainment, who run MMOs, whose entire player base is... is but the money they make on those games is dependent on people keeping their subscriptions or spending game money in game on uh, you know purchases in the game. If they're DDoSed, they're attacked, their servers are down. People That's can't a lot spend of lost money. money. It's yeah. a lot of yeah. lost money, or yeah. it's going to piss people off. They're going to say your security's crap. I'm canceling yep. my subscription. They lose a shitload of money. Well, and yeah. people don't think about the workers in the company that it yeah. affects, and they don't think yeah, about yeah. what we were saying earlier. Dominoes, you know, their company goes out of business. That's a huge blow for their industry. You know, and that's yeah, that's not good. Well, when it came to light that uh, that uh, Julius Kibamaki is not going to be serving any actual jail time, um, John sure Smedley Sony took to Twitter. Pissed. John yeah. Smedley, in particular, from Daybreak, formerly of SOE, yeah. took to Twitter and uh, he went on a rant. Man, I mean, like tweets long. Well, he had every right to be pissed. He yeah. said, "Quote: His parents need to be held accountable for his actions, in addition to his going to jail. So I'm coming for you, Julius." Uh, Smedley was understandably upset as he explained on Reddit uh, a plane he was on last year was diverted by a bomb threat threat made mm. by Kivamaki who made who also Wait, who he, was also involved in sending Smedley pictures of his father's grave with nasty stuff on it so he, it, he, it, was, it he was, was part of that bomb threat yes he was responsible for the bomb threat he was convicted of all of these things he will serve no jail time he violated what? this man's father's grave who is this guy blowing I don't know um, he said he's been swatted multiple times, and for those of you who don't know, swatting is when somebody calls in a, the the SWAT team to your house. Jesus. They call in threats. Like this happens threat a lot. A, a lot of people, like live that. streamers, do this to other live streamers or when they're playing games and shit online. That's so sad. And it's gotten to be really bad. Why, it's, and, why do and that? A couple of people have been caught doing that and have actually been sentenced to some jail time in the states. Oh, good. Yeah. Not, somebody not can, outside somebody of the states. Fucking killed. Yeah. Um, so he said he's been swatted multiple times and had his entire credit card history posted online and had multiple Shh. social networks hacked. He's extremely angry that Kivamaki was handed a two-year suspended sentence for his yeah. crimes, and so he wants to pursue the matter himself. And what he said was, I want this uh, this kid in jail for a long time. You shouldn't be able to do shit like this without any hint of a consequence. Yeah. This shit is is a, is a real life to, my, to me and my family and my family's life, and I'm sure as hell not lying down for, for it him. for a second. I've been working with law enforcement to put him and others into jail where they belong. Some of the uh, some of them are minors, which makes it tough. Most of them are outside the U.S., which makes it even tougher. But I'm patient. And I'm going to be relentless about this. Unfortunately, it appears his public display of outrage has had some negative consequences for his company. Daybreak first tweeted reports uh, yesterday of problems uh, that they were investigating reported issues with connectivity, both in game and on our websites and forums. The trouble persisted all across Daybreak, game, Daybreak games, websites, and forums until uh, the time in which the story that I sourced this from was published. Um, Shortly thereafter, however, it began again in its most recent uh, tweet posted around noon, uh, the, the day that the attacks took place. Daybreak wrote, this is an unplanned outage. The teams are working to resolve it. We do not have an ETA at this time. We're experiencing issues, which again may result in lag, disconnects, or inability to access games, forums, or websites. Um, and then another post. Looks like we're getting ahead again. And this one came from John Smedley. It's not exactly an official channel. But at Lizardlands is largely considered the Twitter handle that uh, that yep. they communicate to people with. Did claim credit for the attack, saying, Getting reports that the attack is affecting all Daybreak Game Company games. Hope you like our present John Smedley. It tweeted uh, when the attacks first began. A pinned tweet from around that same time states simply, H1Z1 offline, Lizard Squad. So, 
And then time for some more fun. So they're just they're going down the list. Well, um, I mean, they were just given a free pass to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, yeah. There were no yeah at that point, there's no yeah, there's no accountability for it. Um, this is really unfortunate, man. I mean, it was one thing to do this once or twice, but when people are violating a man's father's gravestone, when when you're making threats, when you're affecting over people's what? people's livelihoods, over what you over, didn't like a game, over the, like I don't the understand. awful little god complex that these dumb kids have, and most of them, yeah. I guarantee you, are dumb kids that don't realize that's just sad. how far the reach is. It's going. It's really sad. I mean, and that's the and thing, for nothing, like, for nothing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I mean, do they do they disagree with the policy? I don't understand. No, no, it started with... I mean, and I also don't understand the logic of people need to go outside, but I'm in here hacking you. fucking this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're not outside either. What the yeah. fuck are you no, talking it's, about? No, it's a power play. Just a power play. <laughs> I'm hacking thing. from my laptop in the park. That's really all it boils down to. <laughs> See, it's okay. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I'm on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people just want to watch the world burn, I guess. Yes, that's right. Yeah, well. The size of a tangerine. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> couldn't help it. Um, we're going to move on to number one this week. It's all silliness and fun up to this point. Um, literally within the hour, just before we started recording the show, um, we received word that, uh, Nintendo president Satoru Iwata is dead at 55 years of age. Um, they just issued a very, very brief statement. Uh, Nintendo, uh, put out a statement that says Nintendo company, uh, uh, Nintendo Incorporated Limited deeply regrets to announce that President Satoru Wada passed away on July 11th, 2015, due to a bile duct growth. Um, mm. He he skipped E3 last year because he was having a corrective surgery to fix this problem. Um, the understanding was that this was a corrected issue, gone, no problem with it. Um, shortly afterwards, he did do uh, another surgery to remove the bile duct, uh, and a few months later. Um, he said he was progressing well. You know, he said on Twitter, everything was looking good. Um, to give you guys a little bit of uh, background on this guy, if you, if you follow Nintendo, you know who he is. He's in all the, the Nintendo Direct videos. Um, usually pretty pretty sort of funny sense of humor, uh, despite sort of like a uh, little bit of a language barrier. doesn't speak very good English, uh, but always ended up coming off charming and very nice and very funny in the Nintendo Direct videos. Um Iwata first joined Nintendo's HAL Laboratory in the 1980s, and that's a, that's a big name in Nintendo's history, uh, where he worked on games like Balloon Fight and Earthbound. Um, he became a director of the company in 2000, and in 2002 was appointed as, as only the fourth president of Nintendo when he succeeded Hiroshi Yamauchi. Um, Nintendo's like 100 years old. They've only had four presidents in the time that this company's existed, which wow. is pretty amazing. Um, in his time as president, Iwata oversaw some of the strongest... Wait, did you say Nintendo was 100 years old? Yeah, Nintendo was like a 100-year-old company. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I only know of their consoles. What they the hell started as they a, do? They started as a playing card playing company. Playing card company, yeah. That's incredible. I yeah. had no yep. idea. Yep, they've been around for a long that time. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. In his time as president, Iwata oversaw some of the strongest Wii uh, and uh, dual-screen games and weakest GameCube and Wii U periods in Nintendo's history as a, as a video game company. In recent times, he developed an almost cult status with his uh, host of Nintendo Direct programs, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, is a really, really well-respected, uh, well-liked, and very popular guy. Always very modest in his presentation. I'm sure in order to become the president of, you know... Japanese Disney World, you know, Nintendo, you, you've got to be pretty ferocious as a, as a businessman. So I'm sure he could, he could put up his dukes. But uh, very sad, man, and not at all an expected thing to hear. Just, I mean, just weeks ago we were talking about um, where they made a you know, puppet out of him, in the, like a Muppet out of him on the Nintendo Direct video for E3. 
and uh, you know what a what a fun thing that was. And uh, you're 55 years old, man. My my mother is almost that age. My dad's you know? older than that. That's and, crazy. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, that's so young. I mean, especially like, you know, it's 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 just it's just so unfortunate. I mean, for somebody like that. I wonder yeah. too how this is going to affect Nintendo's heading because they've got a new console coming up, and you know they didn't fare very well at, at E3. You know, as mm-hmm. opposed to E3 2014, where it's kind of what started to revitalize Nintendo for a lot of people was that showing. And uh, I wonder if it's going to change the direction of things at all. Uh, well, may, I, I presume it will a little bit. I mean, whoever whoever they bring in to, um, you know, uh, you know, to, to fill his role in the company, I'm sure will have um, some different ideas and different uh, um, different uh, directions than he did. Um, it just, uh, you know, I, I hope that I hope that they end up being for the better of the company. I guess if that would be the uh, the, the the only possible bright side of this story, I guess. I also wonder whether or not they're going to bump Reggie up and, and have him you think so? do more. And, I mean, that guy's kind of a... He's just as much of a figurehead. He, if, if, you know, Miyamoto is the, the Japanese like father of all things Nintendo, Reggie's definitely the American face of the company. Like, everybody knows... Oh, Reggie. absolutely. But do you... I mean, do you think the, do you think they bring him to Japan? To... Traditionally, they they kind of keep that, you know. Yeah, that's very like in house. Like, if you ain't from Nippon. They're yeah. not they're not doing it, man. <laughs> you know, so probably not. But it'd be interesting to it would, see. It would be very interesting for sure what, yeah. what they do with it coming up. Either way, very sad news, man. Uh, Nintendo lost somebody big. Uh, we put it out to uh, to Facebook and um, you know just to see if you guys had any uh, any. Uh, Thoughts on the matter. Um, it's, it, the uh, we got one comment from uh, Autumn Mitchell, who uh, just uh, you know reinforces our sentiments and saying what a what a hit to the gaming industry and uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll just be interesting to see where where Nintendo goes from here mm-hmm. and um, you know. But uh, nonetheless, rest in peace, sir. And um, thanks anyway, for the entertainment. Yeah. Man. What else is there to say? I guess I don't know. Uh, so. Uh, with that being the news, um, well, this week we're going to talk about um, there, there have been a lot of really bad video game a- adaptations of movies and games, and so, but we're going to talk about some ones that haven't been made that we think would be really good. All right, so as I said before the break... Um, there have been countless video game adaptations of movies and TV shows that just are so horrible and bad, and that's not necessarily the source medium's fault at all. But um, nonetheless, we want we we got to thinking, what are some uh, different uh, pieces of uh, of of media from the you know, like I say, movies, TVs, books, um, uh, shows, anything like that, um, that have not been made into games that at least uh, are that that could make good games. You know, whether you know whether or not actually ends up being a good game, of course, is up to the developers. But as far as source material uh, you know what, what would make a good starting point and um i know i'm stealing at least uh, well i'm stealing it because this is gonna be my answer anyways but I, I i shared this response with a couple other people that um that responded but um i want to see a proper firefly game uh, i would play that yeah cool. I, would absolutely I would totally play that yeah. i i know i believe um that they were working on one for a while um it uh, it was going to be like MMO based. It was going to just be like in like the universe, kind of like you know with cameos of uh, of the other characters and things like that. Um, I don't believe it's it's happening at this point, uh, at least to the best of my knowledge. But um, I wonder what type of game that would be, though, um, because I, I would it, I wouldn't want it to be an MMO necessarily. I see, I see it being like Mass Effect, honestly, a lot like Mass Effect. And, I could see it being yeah, like that, yeah, but I would cool. want it to be something co op where I could play uh, like you know with the crew. That was, they don't have a large crew on that ship, so like. 
you know, five sure. or six of your friends assuming the roles and doing certain things. Like, I think oh, that okay. would be fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> you know, you just made me think of, have you ever played the mobile games uh, um, uh, Space Team? Do you have any idea what this is? No. <laughs> so, Space Team. <laughs> He's so tickled. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good impersonation. Um, so, Space Team is this mobile game, and it's it's uh, it's hard to describe, but the idea is... is um, um, think about like retro shtick, like uh, like original Star Trek, like when things are going wrong and like a ship's under attack or something like that. It's you've got like the captain or whatever, like you know, pe- like the engineer or whatever, yelling just like random techno babble, like engage the hyper dim- you know dimension overdrive, you know, reduce the speed of the 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 electric semi The techno babble, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so this game is that. And so what, what it is, it's a multiplayer game. So everybody has their own um, phone or tablet in front of them. You're all wearing the game, and the game talks to each, uh, they all talk to, talk to each other via Bluetooth. And um, everybody's playing the same game, and you get a command on your screen. So everybody's got a control panel of various knobs and switches and doodads that all do and you know say various things. And you get a command pop up on your screen, and you just shout it out because you don't know who has that control. And so literally, it's just everybody yelling commands, and then you looking to see if you happen to you know everybody looks to see if you have that control so that that person can do it. Because if you don't, then your ship gets damaged. And it is like such it sounds ridiculous... like a drinking game is what it sounds like. But it, it, <laughs> It's 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 <laughs> just ridiculous, stupid, crazy fun. Anyways, um, I couldn't help but think of that when you were talking about the idea of like just having like a smaller crew on a ship, like everybody doing things. Sure, like sure. that would be like a lot of fun. Like obviously not goofy like that. Firefly mm-hmm. has a sense of humor, but it's not like goofy, you know. Yeah, sure. not, not 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 to that extent at least. But um, um, just uh, just trying to think of like you know you know some some sort of battle system, I guess, where like you know you have to like run around the ship and like do various things. And I don't, I don't know. That's just where my brain went when you said that. But uh, anyways, yes, Firefly I think has um, has a rich universe. And a lot of source material that um, I mean, even 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 though the show was so short lived, I think there was enough meat in there that they could make a really good mm. game out of it. That's what I think. That that's the first one off of my list, anyways. What about you? Do, do you have any? Um, yeah, yeah, I have a couple. Um, honestly, as short as it was, half of the time that I spent watching it, I thought to myself immediately upon the start. I would love to play a Kung Fury video game <laughs> just because well, yeah, yeah. it lends itself to that. It's oh, for shit. Sure. Half of it comes uh, from that streets of rage all the way, man. Um, so that's one. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind playing. So like that's, that's just from something, you know, that's not even a TV show. Technically it's a, you know, one 30 minute short film, but from movies, um, Sir, I'm going to have to disqualify your answer because there is a Kung Fury oh, game. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to download it and play it when I get home. I'm so excited. Fuck yeah. Um, thank you That's for brightening incredible. up my evening, man. Um, oh. It's like straight up like Streets of Rage. Oh, I'm looking at screenshots awesome. right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to play yeah, it. Yeah, I need to play yep. it. Yeah, that's my bicep. <laughs> um, fuck, Laser Raptors. <laughs> um, but no, uh, from, from movies... Um, you know, there, the funny thing is, is a lot of like, the easy thing is to go to like sci-fi, but a lot of sci-fi movies tie in or sci-fi movies and games seems to share a lot of the same tropes. So it's kind of like play off each other. There's an odd, there are obvious things you could pick. Like it would be way too easy to pick something like, um, like Ender's Game or, um, you know, um, gosh, I'm having a hard time with the movies, you know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what I would pick as a movie that hasn't already been made into a, a game. Okay, 
Um, so I'll go to books. Um, a couple years back, Annalise introduced me to Malazan books. And as popular as Game of Thrones is right now, and as big as like The Witcher is, and Skyrim is, the Elder Scrolls games, um, there's a particular short story from a particular like off-numbered Malazan book that, that she showed me, um, which follows... The uh, Adventures of uh, Corbro- uh, Balshalane and Corbal Brooch. And uh, the short version is these guys are trapped. Uh, the second short story in this three-part book, they're trapped on a boat. Uh, they're, they're seeking passage from one port to another. They're on a boat with a bunch of other people. These guys are like necromancers and, you know, like very unnatural. One of them's a mute and he's a eunuch. And the other one is not so much. Um, very slinky, creepy guys. They're on this boat with the crew that's there, and you know various people are having various things transported across shore. Well, one of the things on the boat is this horrifying monster that's created up down there and gets out, and so they're stuck in the middle of the ocean on this small boat with this horrifying monster that's eating everybody. And uh, it just, it while I read it, I was like, this would be an awesome... I've never seen... I've only seen one survival horror game where you're like on a boat... And it wasn't handled very well, and it was a I think a PS one or PS two game. I don't remember what it's called. Nick played it, yeah, back in the day. Um, but this lent itself to something that would be really fucking creepy if it was done. I would love to see that turned into um, some sort of playable game. Um, I'll have to I'll have to come back to movies and maybe like comic books or any other medium that hasn't been turned into a game yet. Saga. I would love to see the comic book saga turned into a video game. Mm. That is so fucking cool. It's such a good series. Um, for, for those that aren't familiar, um, Saga. I don't know how to describe Saga to you if you haven't read it. A lot of people like to describe it as like a. A lot of people like to compare it to Star Wars, oddly, which <laughs> is it's not at all like Star Wars. It's just got a really cool vibe, sci-fi vibe to it. Um, there's nothing I can tell you about it that wouldn't that wouldn't be kind of spoilery though. Okay, um, all right, so fine. I just just look up Saga and read Saga. It's really good. It's worth your time and money. It's neat. Um, I'll come back to movies, but Nick, what about you? you got any ideas? Um, I don't know. I feel like I was really su- surprised and actually really enjoyed back in like 2006 or seven the Godfather game. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like I didn't think that that would be as good as it was. I but remember it was you really good. going on about how good. That um, was. So I always tend to go a little bit more towards genres and film or things like that that would not normally be a video game. Because I find fun in, in genres that are not standard or stereotypical, hence Heavy Rain. Yeah, like I, yeah. I thought Heavy Rain was like in my top three best games of the last ten years. I loved it. It was great. Um, I would probably do a Halloween game. You know, Michael Myers Halloween. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Um, I would do something where it had like, especially with today's technology, next gen, where it could be either the entire series compounded and you could do a new game and it would have like just an incredible amount of options who dies first who doesn't and i'm not necessarily imagining quick time events but i would like it if you could play from the perspective of either killer or hunted you know i would want to do something like that i always like the idea of being able to shift to the bad guy if you wanted to sure um i always thought it would be kind of fun to see more horror genre games that are based on films that are actually good. Now know? that you yeah. mention it, though, almost every other, like, slasher 
has had a video game except for Michael Myers. I mean, Chucky yeah. hasn't had one, but no, most Halloween, of the major guys, you know, I Jason think there and... was an Atari Halloween game oh, that no. sucked. And I think that was about it. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've done a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game either. No. I mean, I just think mm. that with today's that medium, would be a fucked up game. you could yeah, make could some that. incredibly scary Especially ass look horror at Outlast. games. You know, yeah, Outlast yeah. was incredible. You could, you could make a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh yeah, and it would be terrifying, you know. And I think that yeah, with I think the graphics are finally there. Whereas how with Silent Hill it was a little hard on PS One to be like, oh, look at the scary little Tyrannobat things, you know. Nobody has faces <laughs> or heads, no hands, you know. Like it was really hard to get into it back then. But uh, after playing Outlast, which was terrifying, you know, I could see it even being a situation like that, maybe even first person. But I love the idea of licensing a Halloween game. I don't know. The other one I'd probably do would be Jerry Maguire, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to press the quick time event just in time for you complete me. Oh, you missed it. No, We're not no, together. You, to, you do have to press the quick time event to not shoplift the pooty from a single mother. Right. Don't shoplift the pooty from a single mother. That's I would play the fuck out of that game. <laughs> it would be so fucking funny. Uh, there, there may be a lead in. We'll see. <laughs> I oh, feel boy. like, I feel like, uh, but that's the thing. Like, it's insane, but I would play it a hundred percent. Make it a shitty like iOS game <laughs> oh, that you put on iPhone. I would purchases. play the hell out of it. No, no I would totally play the hell God. out of a Jerry Maguire video game. It would be ridiculous. I'll tell you what. Another, it uh, just came to me an idea for from books again. Um, even though there have been Mech Warrior games and Mech Assault games, which were based on the BattleTech property, it's never really. I, I, there's one BattleTech game I know. I I beta tested for it. It was a closed beta. It never released. Hmm. Um, BattleTech games are always about blowing shit up, but there is a great story in some of those BattleTech books, uh, particularly like the Warrior trilogy by Michael Stackpole. Those books are so fucking good. If you turn that into a game with a three part story and did it, fleshed it out, and did it right, oh, it'd be so good. Um, so that's something that just came to me from books. For some reason, I'm having a much harder time in my mind adapting movies that should become games. And I wonder if it's because a lot of movies, like movies that would make good games, like no one's going to take a Kevin Smith movie and make it into a fucking <laughs> game because no one wants to listen to Jay and Bob argue for an hour. You know, but... So like the natural, like obvious choices are like comic book superhero movies and we've seen a million games like that. I mean, I think there are Sci-fi. a shitload of like, like Interview with the Vampire like if you made oh, an open kind of world cool interview game. with vampire game that followed yeah. the story, yeah. that'd be awesome. I think more TV shows. Like I, I know they have made Battlestar Galactica games, but nobody's made one that does. They've yeah, that they've, concept justice. They've had like little like 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 just like, like starfighter space games. shooters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah they space were shooters. Uh, but yeah. that that would make a good that would make a good game. Yeah, I think. that's that. The, I, the Ronald Moore yeah. Battlestar Galactica, yes. the John Hughes open world game, where you create your own character and you interact with everybody from the Breakfast Club. <laughs> interact dude, with everybody from Pretty in Pink. What, look, if dude, Life is Strange idea. could do what I it would did, totally I would play that. the hell out of that. Yeah, that would be so much fun. It's and it's so weird and different. You know, like I would totally play with that. like the Mass Effect, like multiple dialogue choice. You know, sort of <laughs> of trees. Yeah. Well, I, and it's funny because I was thinking about about this very same thing the the other uh, day or like a month or a month ago when we were playing a Demolition Man. On an emulator, oh, it's and it's so a horrible, bad. horrible game. The movie for Super Nintendo. Terrible. The movie's terrible. But I, what I was thinking about back then was like, fuck, man. In the nineties, 
Everybody made a game for everything that came yeah, out. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, Wayne's World, the video game. Oh, Demolition Man, Bill the video Ted, game. Robocop. Oh, yeah, Adam's Family, the video game. And it was yeah. always like some weird shit where Actually, you're like... Actually, maybe, I guess, talking about it in this feature, more games that should never, <laughs> that were movie properties should never have, have been, been, games, have well, been games. Well, think There's, about that. Yeah. Like, Wayne's World had, like, fucking lipsticks and shit, like, walking at you. And he was like, whoa, not cool. And, like, <laughs> popsicles being thrown at you. Like, what the hell was going on there? Seriously, if you can look up the Wayne's World video game look it up you will not be surprised by how how fucking insane this game is from start to finish not any more insane than most of the games that came out in the 90s oh my god well but think about this it was like then you get to the end and you fight some cube like what the hell was that yeah, remember the nightmare on elm street game he and i used to play oh together. yeah you punch snakes you punch snakes and then there's there's like little freddy gloves that like run at you yeah, ugly yeah, dogs yeah. there's these creepy, you could turn into dogs. a wizard you'd be a ninja <laughs> you'd be a ninja i don't know that's happening insane. in any of the movies it's like the only nintendo game ever made that was four players like I don't, yeah <laughs> like you could ever find four people that would want to yeah. play that i don't fucking know game. What, like charlie do you, <laughs> can you think of any other, any other stuff from that medium that would that would translate well i feel like there's a gold mine of possibilities oh, yeah. so we can sit here and talk about this for three hours as far as books are concerned the, the one thing that i've always wanted to see more in games this this is kind of a more broad answer but you remember you remember the the real old choose your own adventure books where yeah. where it's it wasn't like like most of like the closest thing i think to like like choose your adventure games are like the telltale games where you you can make choices but yeah. still the story is the same like you're you're all going to end up at the same place the people that survive at the end might be different for for various people but for the most part you know, the bullet points are all going to be the same all the way through. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, sure. With some of those choose-your-own-adventure books, there were, like, crazy, vastly yeah. different stories that you could go down in there. Mass yeah, Effect. I love that. You're, you're really going to talk about the ending of Mass Effect 3? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the choose-your-own-adventure nature of certain sections of those games. Yeah, but it's still, though, I mean, for the most part, you know, it's like whether or not you, you know... Yeah, you know whether or not you cure the genophage or don't, or or whatever it is. You know, I'm, I'm you know, it's it, for the most part. You know, the major bullet points of the story are the same. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would just like to see, even if it were just downloadable titles, mm-hmm. like something that was more akin to like the old school, like choose your own, choose your own adventure books, yeah. where you can like, like, you know, from like you know the choices that you make, it can literally make like completely, completely different games for people. Sure, sure. Like, see, I love that, yeah. and the thing is, I've always been into that idea that's what i liked about heavy rain so much Mm -hmm. was that when somebody died they weren't back and it did change the story drastically yeah the endings were totally different i and i think that that's going to be the benchmark of next gen gaming you're playing as batman you get shot you die guess what you're not batman anymore five years later nightwing's batman you get shot (laughs) you die guess what nightwing's not batman anymore five years later tim drake's batman (laughs) Oh. You know, and everybody ages and everything moves forward. That would be awesome. Like, that would be fuck yeah, do crazy, that game. Yeah. Do it, Rocksteady. You know I mean? You're not doing anything else. The game just came out. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, and that's that was, and I'm going back to Arkham Knight again a little bit, but that was an issue that I did have with this game. Probably one of the reasons I'm so fond of Arkham Origins versus uh, some of the other games in the series, <laughs> it actually had real boss fights. Mm-hmm. And it did, good it boss did. Fights. That I'll say. I love cool the boss fight. Fights. It was awesome. The Deathstroke fight was cool. The Firefly fight was cool. That I'm back him say up that, on that. Say that five times fast. The Firefly fight was cool. I'm, I'm uh, going to back him up on that, though, because what I did find from the side missions, Arkham Origins, and I'm going to get off it real fast, is because the Firefly fight in Arkham Origins was so good, I was disappointed with my interactions with Firefly. I thought yeah. that the Arkham Knight boss fights were the weakest in the series, bar none. 
They weren't really that, even boss fights. That was my yeah. problem. That Aww. was I had a huge problem with that. Even okay, <laughs> so I'm not going to go into spoiler territory, but let's just say that the ending boss fight doesn't exist. There yeah. is no boss fight. You go into a cutscene, and that's the end of the game. Yeah. What? That was that was a big complaint that I did yeah. have, especially after I felt like they fixed that problem in Origins, where I was just like, oh, cool, boss fights for real. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but and that along with that, we need. I think you're safe, John. You you're can take safe. your fingers you out of your, your yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> we need to have consequences to death again. It, we're losing the stakes. I like the fact that when you die, you don't have to go through a bunch of arduous shit again. But at the same time, there's no punishment. There's no reason to not die. Like, And, and that is one thing from the golden age of gaming that <laughs> I do kind of miss. Was that when Batman gets shot, he's fucked. Like, oh, you're talking about uh, Blaster Master and Fester's Quest, where yeah. there was only one difficulty <laughs> oh, levy- level, and, and the difficulty level in every game on the NES was, fuck this game, I quit. <laughs> yeah. You get shot, you're dead. <laughs> Might as well break it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like that idea, but I like that idea that it fits into the story that way. Yeah. I like the idea that if your character dies, the story moves on without them. You know you what, know? honestly, you talk about Heavy Rain, and I know you skipped this one. But Indigo Prophecy was a little bit. I like didn't that. skip Indigo Prophecy. You didn't. I thought no. you didn't. Play Actually, Indigo I have Prophecy. the remastered version. Oh, I just bought God. it. And like, if you can that, get it, it's awesome. Fahrenheit. I, I have it. I have it. Yeah, it I looks it. great. It's cool. great. Um, um, I just thought of a, a, a movie that I would like to see made into a game because it would be such a in that same way you were talking about Heavy Rain, something that's heavy and dramatic and insane. I would love for somebody to make a Memento game. Oh, oh yeah, fuck yeah. That would or be really either good. that or Sunshine. Do a Memento game where a it's open world. B, you can get sidetracked. Uh, and you're going to hear me say that about everything. I think every game should be open world. <laughs> B, you can get sidetracked. And because of his inability to remember shit, you can totally wipe away the case you're on by mistake and end up in a completely different case thinking that that's what you were supposed to be doing the whole time. Hmm. I fucking wow. love the tree branch from that. Like the, uh, the idea that you could start in one place and by the end of the game, you're in a completely different story. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I was doing this. Does it play backwards like the movie does? Oh, it I would. I would hope so. Yeah. Interesting. Fuck yeah. It would be. That would be. It would be the wow, most infuriating would... game ever made. I would love it. A it Cloud Atlas great. game huh. would be pretty cool, actually. Too. I actually do like the idea of a Cloud Atlas game a lot because of the varying paths. It felt yeah. to me like a Final Fantasy. Yeah. If you've seen the film, mm-hmm. that's a good suggestion by Miss Annalise. I, you know, I. Yeah. No, I really like that. Oh, you know what else I'd like to play? That thing you do. I would like a that thing you do video game. <laughs> Imagine this. It's open world. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> and you can go in the in the beginning and punch Jimmy in the face and be like, you quit. Pop. You know, and just fucking hit him. No, like I want to play a that thing you do game where it abolishes the problem that I have with 90% of the rock band games which is that you just play a song and that's the end of the game. And I'm like, I can do that for free (laughs) without a toy. Which is always my problem We're musicians and we play in a band, so it would be, you know. Yeah, well, guess what? Everybody can do that, too. Like, you, you can also learn how to play an instrument. Better your life you too can be a fancy clown like I just, Nick. I love the idea that John used to come up to me and be like, dude, I'm playing rock band. I was like, you know, 
You're a real guitar <laughs> player. Real fucking equipment downstairs. <laughs> like when, when uh, this is circa, we just go play this songs. Is circa the period in time in which we got back from being on tour with with Raymond Watts of Pig and KMFDM, and I'm like, oh, I'm playing rock band. He's like, you just got home from a tour, right? People were screaming <laughs> what your are you name every night. <laughs> I, and I was like, actually, you know, he was just like, why I stopped playing. I went. They no, don't put enough fucking right. songs in this game. They don't put enough songs in this game. I was like, you can play any fucking song you want right now. Just go downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Like, so I would want to play that thing you do game where you know, like when it's time to go play the show, you can play. It's, it becomes a rhythm game. And then, and then, and then you have to, you have to. <laughs> that would be the shittiest game ever made. <laughs> he takes it back. Yeah, I'm just shooting out there now. I'm just like, uh, I want uh, that thing you TV do. TV show, TV show that I would love to see made. Welcome back, Cotter. Game. No, stop that. <laughs> um, Archer. I would love to play an Archer yeah. video game. I'm not even just, a fan just, of the show. Just and the I would art style game. lends itself to being a video game. Yep, yep. I would play that. Um, Unless you guys have anything else you want to throw under the ring, um, I, I cringe at saying that to Nick. But um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll button up our section before we move on to the mailbag by just saying um, I would not be upset if somebody were to make a proper My Little Pony game. Just saying. Um, but uh, yeah. that being said, uh, let's see what you guys had to say. Briefly, before we get into the mailbag responses, uh, as always, we have our uh, friendly barnyard animal goat checking in from the road. Let's see how he's doing. Hey there, gentlemen, and uh, hey, gentlemen. I guess all three of you are gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> goat, goat remote. I'm in uh, uh, Hartford, Connecticut. That's where I'm at. Uh, kind of tired, kind of over-monstered. This the uh, last show of the 12 in a row we've done. Really looking forward to day off tomorrow. Do fucking nothing. Uh... Haven't got much gaming in this week. I apologize. It's been kind of a crazy week. It's been breaking, and that's kind of my job to fix it. So that's been occupying my time. Uh, still working on WWE Mortals. I don't know why. It's, it's kind <laughs> of thin, but uh, addicting. So uh, good job, I guess, to the developers on that one. I'm, I don't know. Next week, I'll have a more definitive uh, response to that. Uh, let's see. To answer... Carlton's question on the Ask Goat hashtag. Uh, I can't describe the most horrible thing I've seen in Florida human-wise. It's just, I, 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 pictures can't even like, photographically show you the horror that is Florida humans. Um, other than that, still plugging away, uh, trying to get game time in. Really am. I swear. Not out here just having a good time and hanging out barbecues and getting drunk. Uh-huh. I mean, I am, but uh-huh. I don't want you guys to really know that. But I already told you, so that's kind of null and void now. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So I'll check with you guys next week. Bye. Goat, you don't have to apologize for not getting game time in. You're only building stage plots for Warp Tour every day without days off. It's okay. Uh, but um, I feel as though he's well. I feel now as now he's let the cat out of the bag, and now I know he's just partying and bar- barbecuing Let's and drinking. That turn of phrase. We're gonna say he's let the goat out of the barn. Okay. So yep. I accept that. No. <laughs> Come um, home, dude. There's a gaping hole in the in the show over there, and your seat's empty. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. 
so, mailbag question was, uh, what movies, TV shows, books, comics, etc. that haven't been made into a game should be and why? Um, I think maybe the most responses we've ever gotten on a mailbag question before. So thank you in advance to everybody that uh, responded. Uh, so we have, uh, let's see, in no particular order because Facebook, I don't really understand how they order these things. Um, we have uh, Mitch Tayo asking uh, if they ever made a Mad Max uh, actual licensed game. If not, it's time. And uh, yes, they are. Um, I know we responded on the Facebook page already, but um, it will be out soon. It will be out, unfortunately, soon to Fallout Four, which um, I think has doomed that game. You said that I grossly disagree because yeah? they are drastically different games. If you watch the gameplay videos for that Mad Max game, it looks nothing like Fallout. It's I think it's going to be potato potato, apples and oranges. Was it like an action game? It's an open world game, and part oh, of the then open it's world. Fallout. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> but it's not. It, it they're yeah. just different looking games. Fallout may have yeah. been inspired by Mad Max, but yeah, these Fallout's two games... Yeah, Fallout's still an RPG. I don't think just because you're open world, right, yeah, doesn't mean you're not These RPG. two right. games no. look nothing alike. This game, Mad Max, looks like it has more in common with like the Arkham games than yeah. it does Fallout. All right. you know. So I'm going to go ahead and call it and say we but, agree but, or disagree on that. But is there a Batcave? No. <laughs> yeah, they better get one in there before my brother buys it, otherwise he's going to be pissed. Yeah, I'm going to send it back. Uh, Skylar Jensen says, I feel that with the popularity of the show Arrow, that Green Arrow should be able to get his own game. Good answer. Um, and I can see a Rocksteady oh, shit, taking yeah. the helm of that game, mainly because of their take on Batman. They hinted on Queen Industries and Arkham Knight, so it's a matter of time, in my opinion. But Green Arrow is essentially the second Batman of the DC Universe. How the fuck did we miss this? We're like huge Arrow That's, and yeah, Flash yeah. Arrow. fans and Very shit. True. How did we miss this? So Rocksteady could use similar ideas and mechanics and put it into Arrow. Uh, they can play on his different rogues, the gadgets and arrows that he uses while keeping it in a serious tone. Create his own fighting style. Uh, that may seem like a ripoff of the Arkham games, but I feel like they can make it different while staying in the same universe as the Arkham games. I love this answer. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. it's awesome. Yep, well done, totally Mitch. Do We're that. terrible show hosts. We didn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I love everything about everything that DC is doing on television. I yeah. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I, I even like Gotham, and I know I'm in the minority yeah. on that. No, just uh, just I'm the king of Gotham. You know, like, yeah. And hope is for losers. <laughs> if you've seen the season finale, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have hope. Hope is for losers. I'm gonna make that into a bumper sticker. Should <laughs> uh, write a song about it called "Hope is for Losers." That's right. Yeah, I already did. <laughs> You're going to learn it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Dash Laramie says, uh, The Sandman. Um, I would play the fuck out of a Telltale game yeah. style Actually, game. Sandman would be perfect for a Telltale These people style have way game. better answers than us. Yeah, we're, ours were terrible. I'm fired. I was like, that thing you do. And they were like, Sandman. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to predict that a number of the listeners of this show don't even know what the fuck that thing you do is. Look it up. See why it would be great. Um, and uh, specifically, uh, Dash says, um, if the game was from Morpheus's perspective. Um, let's see. Uh, Danny Waskow. Um, says, don't really want to be that guy, but I feel like the game industry is really missing out on the lingerie football league bandwagon. You're not that guy. You are God. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Dead or Alive football seems like a cash cow to me. Also, huge fan of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac comics. So if Telltale Games could pick that up, games. that Those would make, make me like so titles. happy. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. Again, he says like that would be like a Telltale game. Uh, Sarah Hines says I don't know why but the first thing that came to my head was Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy I love that cartoon oh that would be cool I haven't seen it Um, I I wouldn't be opposed to it and if this is already a game someone please tell me Uh, the the fun thing about uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy um, so Billy and Mandy are two kids and uh, they pal around with the Grim Reaper and go on adventures no I think I've heard okay okay 
Uh, Carlton Nelset says, Atomic Robo, because who doesn't want to play as a sentient robot created by Nikola Tesla that has rogues gallery of a Nazi mad scientist brain in a jar and Dr. Dinosaur, the time-traveling genius It would be perfect. Actually, Carlton is the one that turned me on to the Atomic Robo series, and it's very cheeky and funny and would actually make a good game. I'm actually not familiar with this. It's it's cool. What medium is Atomic Robo? Uh, It's a comic book. It's a comic book, okay. Yeah, he let me borrow, like five or six volumes of the trade paperback series of which nice. I've read two and it's yeah it would make a perfect video game okay uh, Ricky Keller says I think Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood lends itself also very perfect. well to game design they, um, they, they have made a couple of Full Metal Alchemist games I think they were like PS2 era games yeah. they haven't done anything with it in a long time but those games weren't very good to be fair so I think they could probably do something better they were like cash cow tie-ins yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to see it in a Zelda style game where you get new items by learning new um, alchemical formulas uh, with which you can create new weapons and tools. Dungeon bosses could exist in the form of the seven deadly sins from the show. There are a lot of puzzles you can create when alchemy is introduced. I prefer the game do something different with the ending as Deus Ex Machina, not to be confused with the Deus Ex game series. Endings annoy me. Um, alternatively, I'd like to see Team Fortress 2 get a red versus blue treatment. Oh, nice. So, no, yeah. I'd be all yeah. about that. The, Turning dude, that red around. Red versus blue would absolutely lend itself to like the... Or t- a Team Fortress 2 would lend itself to the red versus blue... Uh, sort of setup, and uh, Jason Pasquist does point out to Ricky as John, as you said, that um, apparently they, that uh, FMA did a series of RPGs on PS2, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see more responses. Um, James Pierce says, "Why not do a Hellboy or even a B- BPRD game? That'd be pretty sick." I'm not uh, BPRD is not an acronym I'm familiar with. Hmm. Apparently, neither are any of us. So. <laughs> Uh, but, do some but, live googling. Yeah, but <laughs> Hellboy, loved Hellboy. That so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that could be definitely good. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I actually missed out that mm. it would actually probably be a really good game. Shadow. Oh, how have they not made a Shadow game? Yeah, yeah. open world, GTA engine. 1930s, 1940s. Rocketeer. Yeah. Would the be Rocketeer. Oh, my God. Game. Dude, make a game that's the Shadow, the Rocketeer, and the Phantom, all together. Like an old school fucking Justice League. I'm speechless. Totally right now. open world. Were those are those characters owned by the same like are they related the at Phantom, all? The Phantom, the Spirit, the Shadow. Yep. All of that shit. Yep. Uh what is her name? Uh Miss Fury. Um You guys don't know who Miss Fury is. Uh she's cool. I bought actually I bought a comic book for Annalise once, it was Miss Fury comic book. No, uh I think Dynamite Comics owns the rights to a lot of these characters now and they actually just did the spirit and the rocketeer as a, a comic book series and yeah. that was actually pretty cool uh green hornet and kato oh sure do oh green yeah green hornet and kato do uh you know the phantom the shadow the rocketeer uh i just thought of a game a movie that i would love to play a game with hmm. i would fucking play the shit out of a who framed roger rabbit video game. oh, oh yeah God. i'm they sure there was a sh- i'm no, sure I'm there scared. was a shitty nintendo sure side scroller no. yeah, yeah, yeah. do it up proper yeah. moving on yeah, like a good one and now you could totally pull it off yeah well, yeah cool. yeah well, like like convincingly like minus the rpg side of it basically like what kingdom hearts is to disney oh my god like that for for roger rabbit and and well disney anyways and uh, to to make clear to people who weren't familiar uh bprd is uh the the bureau for paranormal research and defense which is a spin-off of um hellboy it's a mike mignola book um okay okay just to clarify for everybody at home Okay, cool. Um, I've got uh, Kevin Kelly says, um, how about uh, based off of the movie Communion or Dark Skies? Uh, extraterrestrial survivor horror games seem like a vastly unexplored genre. Um, I know we talked about um, yeah. horror games being a good uh, opportunity for this. 
Um, uh, Dash also suggests the movie Stardust. Um, yeah, I'm not, that's kind of. I could see that actually. It was kind of cute. Yeah, it's a cute movie. The um, I, if this is the movie that I'm thinking of, this is not something that I would immediately think of being a game. No, right? but it's whimsical enough to turn into a game. I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, Jason Pasquist also suggests um, any of the Harry Dresden books. Um, I loved an RPG based off those books, which I know, which mm-hmm. is the Dresden Files TV show, right? Um, if that's the same thing, I haven't. I'm, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, I and, I do think X Files could possibly make a pretty cool like episodic game. Given, yeah, oh, given sure. the nature of that yeah, show and how up. each episode is like a that would be a cool fucking series. Yeah, that would be game. interesting. I would also play the shit out of a True Detective video game. Yeah. How about Dexter? Let's do Dexter. Oh God! Now Dexter see now we're warming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's everybody, everybody else's gave ideas us good in the ideas and we were like, Whoa, starting to wind yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, Dexter would be really good. Um, and uh, finally on Facebook, I've got uh, Amanda Hall saying the Mortal Instruments, the book series, uh, totally deserves uh, video game treatment. Um, I know they made a, a one movie, I think, off of that, but um, but yeah, no no video games yeah. to my knowledge, so. All right, I've got a couple of responses myself, too. Um, Autumn Mitchell uh, says, The Dark Carnival series by James A. Moore, which uh, she says is creepier than Silent Hill, guaranteed to make you think twice about demon hunters and small towns. And she also suggests Lobstrosities. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it would be great, just based on the description, or just based on the name. That seems to be a direct reference to one of the other responses we got from Dave Foster, which would say, which he says it would be difficult, but the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, which is where the Lobstrosities answer comes from, apparently. Uh, I yeah, a lot of people. Clockwork think, Orange. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, fun. that'd be really interesting. Uh, I would like to play American Psycho, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> we're one of the many many games. <laughs> Eyes wide of, shut. We're one of the one of the many games. <laughs> is you have to, no, no, one of the many games for the the American Psycho uh, video game is you have to return those VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a trophy. For uh, it, we yeah. got a few more responses. Uh, ben Wire, uh, who actually uh, Miss Lily actually just played a show with us last week. Responded and said, I feel like the Dragon Riders of Pern series could make an interesting game if done right. I figure it'd, uh, it'd either be something like Skyrim or a Telltale episodic game. A lot of people leaning on the Telltale games, which I guess for storytelling mediums, it's probably the, the most basic way to adapt. Yeah. The sort of like um, choose your own adventure style games. Nick needs to play Wolf Among Us. Uh, Dash. I a, need to play Wolf Among Us. I think I own it. responds I to us it. and says, I so totally second the Pern series. Something from... Uh, Mentally's perspective or a Telltale game style Sandman game from the POV of Morpheus or Delirium. Um, there was a, a little bit more of a response in there too, where they they kind of go back and forth a little bit. But we're going to go ahead and keep it to the thread for now. Um, and th- that was it for uh, for me on my responses this end. Uh, and one more response from the Players Club. Um, Dana View says, um, "I feel like there is some potential in a modern game based on the Flash. Again, uh, you know, going yeah, off yeah. of the arrow from before. Uh, combine open world and bullet time gameplay. I think it would have to be a pretty big budget to be satisfying, though. Large, detailed, and immersive city." I'm also a sucker for hard science fiction. Uh, there are some properties that may not lend themselves to direct story adaptations, but have great mythologies, environments that could be ex- explored through original stories in an RPG. Think like Knights of the Old Republic. Off the top of my head, I'd say Ringworld, Foundation, and Rama. Although there was an old Rama video game, but I never, and, but I never played it, and I imagine it's pretty outdated. I'm not crazy about the idea of adding to the mythology of established greats like Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov. 
and would rather see something original like Mass Effect, but I figured I'd throw it out there. All really good ideas. Yeah, crazy good. Uh, I I would like to say too that I would also I would also love to get my hands on as as twisted as a lot of them are. Just Stephen King books, man. A lot of those yeah. the creepier ones would be adapted into Shining. good survival horror games. Shining would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's so many possibilities. Remove your we, clouds. We, we, <laughs> we remove pro- your clouds, <laughs> or we will do it for you. <laughs> remove my my clothes. <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> oh, God. Go watch Eyes Wide Shut if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Take off your clothes. <laughs> He's been doing this shit to me for years. For Fifteen man. years since that fucking movie came out, and I watched oh my it. God. Watched it on HBO one the night. The best part like, is, is we're referencing a bunch of fucking movies. We're dating the shit out of ourselves. We're referencing a bunch of movies that 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 people hey, don't fucking care hey, about. Yeah, I'm trying anymore. to open their minds. Free your minds. I would love to play a Phantom of the Paradise game. Oh God, yes. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Phantom of the Paradise I'm is so sorry. I've uncorked a 1974. Uh, adaptation of Phantom of the Opera that takes place in the 70s and decided for absolutely no reason to mix Faust and Dorian Gray into it. <laughs> <laughs> Repo. Genetic Opera would make a good game. That would be fun. That would be fun, actually. Remember Clark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that movie is incredible. I'm, I'm trying really hard not to fall down the rabbit hole because now I've got all these ideas. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cork it. What is the, the movie that came out recently? Um, it has a, It's the one with the, the train, the train that never stops moving. Um, it has Snowpiercer. A, Snowpiercer, yeah. Ooh, that would make a great it's, action. I mean, yeah. it's, that yeah, level's awesome built into movie. it already. So, yes, awesome. I mean, you're right. And a great story. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, and so uh, before we get off, before we continue this tangent too much further, uh, I've got uh, Songbird's email. She writes in and says, Dear Technotronicorn, Fallon Flynn, and Mr. Agitator, a.k.a. the guy who reminds me of MC Ballyhoo. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. That's what I was going for. <laughs> um, Wait, who said that? Uh, this is Songbird. Songbird is our, uh, I would say, arguably our biggest fan. She writes oh, in uh, Songbird. an email every week, and um, and as you are, will soon find out, she comes up with very creative questions to ask back. Oh, I see. Well, so. Songbird. Remember your clothes. <laughs> uh, mailbag answer. If the book Tuesday had its own game when it came out, it would have been the Goat Simulator of the 90s. For those who don't know, <laughs> it's about frogs on flying lily pads who run amok in a small town. It's a great book because there's little to no reading, just pictures. That sounds like drugs, the, the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, if this hasn't been answered yet, I'll be surprised considering your guys' repertoire. But what song title and or lyrics would make for a great video game? Uh, I have an immediate answer for that, and I'm usually the one that she stumps the shit out of the most. <laughs> uh, Clash of the Droids uh, by Crunkwitch. That is a song about a group of intergalactic droids going around kicking the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to need a second to think about this one. Um, Nick, do you have a, a song uh, title? Or, or The Becoming by Nine Inch Nails. Oh, there you go. Um. God. Well. I mean, yeah. I mean, pretty much anything from Nine Inch Nails Year Zero. I mean, like right there, you've, mm-hmm. you've got story is a video to make game, a game. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think Big Man with a Gun by Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I think that's that would be. I'm on a robot theme. That would be a horrible. I, I, game. You're, gonna, you're gonna find that on Newgrounds. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> on a, uh, a, a robot kick, obviously, but um, I'll say Metal by Gary Newman as well. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Very yeah. descriptive lyrics. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You know. From yeah. uh, Gary Newman. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like uh, that kind of paints and evokes this idea of a lone robot in the sand somewhere. Everybody, everybody yeah. listening, these are all songs that actually have pretty good, like uh, descriptive lyrics that, yeah. that create imagery in your mind. Go, go listen to these songs, every one of them. Um, also, pretty much anything Rush ever wrote. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Bowie. Yeah, pretty much anything David Bowie did, uh, especially. Um, uh, and the Ziggy Stardust. Oh my God! A Tom. Ziggy Stardust game would be. Oh yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. A uh, Pink Floyd game, The Wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a video game of The yeah, Wall that would, that would be, be awesome. Fun. Make it kind of like uh, Dante's Inferno, where you're just going. Um, through this a lot tile. of people don't oh, realize yeah. that uh, the Fear Factory record, Obsolete, was a concept album. It's like a post-apocalypse yeah. album, and there's like a whole oh, yeah. Edge Crusher as a character. Like there's all these things in it. So you make an would... insane clown posse game where you suck. <laughs> I was waiting for you to follow that up with something else, but there was a very hard period at the end of that fucking sentence. <laughs> I like that all of us looked at each other like, well, can't disagree with that. In the studio here, all of us, all Charlie and I looked at each other and we looked at Nick waiting for some sort of follow up, and nope. there was nothing. That That's was the it. point. There's no punchline fucking to that magnets. Joke. That's it. How do they work? <laughs> you know. Jesus. Yeah, you collect <laughs> magnets through the game. No, that's the game. They they decide they're going to go on a quest to discover how magnets work. Yeah, <laughs> and then by the end they end up washing their faces and, and shaggy two getting jobs. People four or five people every day. <laughs> yeah, it's got a hatchet. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, uh, Songbird then asks, "I'm probably going to get a ton of heat for this, but here it goes. Why do games like Telltale's The Walking Dead exist? Is it far? Is it fair to call it a game? Why did they bother making it when it's so, when it could have easily been more like an interactive show?" Here's here's my argument to the that statement. Um, two reasons why I think it's fair to call it a game, and two reasons, and and a specific reason why I think you can justify the existence of those games. I've been on record, Songbird, as saying. I do not like the Telltale Walking Dead games. I don't mind some Telltale games. I love The Wolf Among Us. I love it. It was one of my favorite games that I played uh, this year so far. Um, I think, or did I play at the end of last year? I don't fucking remember. I think I played it this year, beginning of the year. Um, If we played games like Mega Man and Metroid back in the day... Those, those were interactive on, like, the most basic level. Or Punch-Out, or even, like, the first Mario Kart. Like, those games were... St- or, like Nick said, Star Fox. If you go back... I played through the original Star Fox, like, six months ago. It has not aged well. It's It's got the all of the depth of a paper plate. <laughs> and, and so if those games are considered, by and large, in history, games, interactive experiences that you play on a television... The Telltale games to me are not any less of an interactive experience, but the reason that I like them um, when they're done right, I still don't like Walking Dead because I don't think their art style lends itself to that. It makes it takes all of the weird, creepy, or threatening factor out of it entirely, which is my argument for that. Telltale games are a great entry point for people who don't typically play video games. The controls aren't complicated. Yeah. Um, you get multiple choices, and I think largely the reason they make those games is because they're they're little social experiments. They track and show you the stats on which decisions the majority of people by percentages chose. So you can see sometimes I was surprised with Wolf Among Us. Some of the choices I made, ten percent of people made, and I was really? like, I would have thought everybody would have picked that fucking choice because it was the obvious thing, right? Not so no. much. So I think those games serve a little bit more of a purpose than people see at a surface level. Well, I also feel like who defines what a game is. Like, you know what I mean? It is, it's a video game just because it's not made for a hardcore gamer or because it doesn't 
I mean, because then you can fall into the rabbit hole of, well, only a shooter is a real game. Well, only shooters and action games are real games. Well, only... No, I think if a team of people made it, rendered it, put it together, and it has an interactive element, it's a game. To any extent, I think that DOS games that are binary and text-based are still games. Yeah, sure, of Because you're playing with it like a toy. Think about it like this. Time Crisis is a game. Time Crisis is a game, and you're not actually fucking playing anything. You're stepping on a plate, and you're shooting. But it's still a game. And I can tell you right now, as somebody who has played Time Crisis for years, and as a kid entered a competitive Time Crisis tournament... Fucking nerd. That... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That game has a... An, an amazing amount of coordination, skill required, and thought but on that paper, you need to win. But on paper, it's very basic in its design. Well, it's simple yeah. in its design. Yeah, it's still a game. Uh, right. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, be Songbird's advocate here. Maybe that's the argument. Maybe it's because Walking Dead doesn't require any skill. Uh, really, okay. I mean, like it's the Telltale games. I will say that they don't require skill. They just they require a little bit of thought and care into which decisions you but make. Let me argue on the other end and say. In an era where dying in Bioshock means nothing, how much skill does that really take? Because eventually, statistically, the odds are I will fucking fail through it by mistake before I can ever lose. Because every time I lose, I just respawn with absolutely no... Consequence. No consequence yeah. whatsoever. Fair enough. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's that's just, a good point. There's definitely the illusion, a fine line, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the illusion of death in a game it has no consequence so it's kind of like it's you're gonna go straight forward and shoot everything down the path until you get to the end of the story so i guess that's my question for that and that's a highly revered game real game bioshock infinite and all you're gonna do is run down a hall shoot things until you get to the next story clip and if you die you're gonna spawn right outside of where you just were so i don't know you know i guess it's just a matter of perspective that's fair that's fair Finally, Songbird asks, okay, take the last comic or book you read, uh, the last show or movie you watched, and the last game you played, and smash it all together. What's the plot? And if it had a game, what would it be like? Oh, my God. So the last book or comic that I read was um, uh, the most recent um, My Little Pony Friends Forever comic. Um, The last show or movie I watched was uh, Shark Week on Discovery (laughs) Channel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pony's the, getting eight. And the last <laughs> game I played was Arkham Knight. Um, so um, clearly it is Batman fighting sharks because, of course, um, riding on ponies. I would play that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. Uh, the last, <laughs> the last uh, game I played was Arkham Knight. <laughs> Um, big fucking surprise. Um, <laughs> the last TV show I watched... Oh, what were we watching? This is going to get weird. Uh, was Hell on Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's that going to work? And then the last uh, comic book I read was uh, Hoax Hunters. I don't know how this is going to work. And uh, the last um, book I read was... It was actually the Jedi Handbook. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, There is no conceivable way to put this together. Sure, there is. Batman's a Jedi. So, yes. Thank you for starting me off on the right foot. I should have known that you would show me the way. So, Batman is a Jedi um, that gets sent back in time to uh, 
battle cowboys while <laughs> the, the Union Pacific Railroad is being built across the country uh, to stop them from building over what would become the Batcave so that he could go back to the future, no pun intended, and uh, keep the Batcave safe. But where? what was it? Oh, Hoax Hunters. Uh, Hoax Hunters is a group of paranormal people who report on crazy paranormal things in like a reporting like news casting well, sort of I feel way like so time travel is report on the time that's what I was going to say yeah. report on the time travel fuck I'm out Nick what do you got <laughs> I would play that game by the skin of my fucking teeth Nick would play that as well I would totally play that game anything you won't play and that one would be cool because it would have a bat cave in it <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that yeah. it's good it's very um, good. the last comic I read was Batman Earth 1 volume 2 the last game I played was Batman Arkham Knight. The last movie I watched was Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, show I watched was Batman the Animated Series last night. Uh, so so you like Batman. What I would uh, play is uh, Batman. For those of you that are wondering whether or not this is like, that, that's all my brother watches, don't get crazy. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, seriously, I actually am full of shit. The last game I played was uh, Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. The last comic book I read was Batman Earth 1 Volume 2. The last movie I watched was uh, uh, Insidious 3. And the last, um, what was it, TV show? Um, it, yeah. Did, but didn't you see Terminator? Did you see that before you watched Insidious? Uh, no, yeah, actually, yeah, I did. Um, okay. so I did see, you're right. I'm totally putting my timelines. So, okay. So this fucking game is awesome. <laughs> Devil triggering Batman oh fights Terminators God. in earth one while cooking because it's a cook show. I think the last thing I saw this morning was a cooking show on TV. That, that's the last thing I could think of. Uh, right. maybe he goes back to the bat cave and he makes omelets. I don't know. Right. But Victory outside elements. of that, I would play the fuck out of a demon Batman terminating hunting <laughs> game. Like, I'm in, man. Um, Songbird, this may be my favorite question you've ever asked it is, us. It's pretty good. <laughs> it, very subtle. Straight to the point. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Songbird, and the literally dozens of people that responded to our mailbag question this week. Uh, we greatly appreciate uh, you all, and um, you, you give us the warm fuzzies, and thank you very much. Um, so... John, uh, what do you have coming up soon? You know what? Uh, usually I explain what, what, what's coming up for the Via Surveillance Camp, but since uh, Mr. Agitator himself is here in the studio, I'm going to go ahead and defer to my brother so that he can tell you what it is that, uh, that has so drastically changed in the, the world of Via Surveillance in the last weekend. What's coming up for us? Um, my name is no longer Mr. Agitator. It's what? Figgy Frog Fucks. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> he is toying with your emotions. Um, no, I'm still Mr. Agitator. Um, He's agitating you. I'm agitating you. I'm, ag- <laughs> I'm agitating your warm ear senses. Uh, we had two members of the band part. We're uh, saying we'll see you soon to Lady Delirium and Mr. Nightshade. Uh, his name was never really Mr. Nightshade, but that's what I'm saying it is now. Um yeah, we've actually had some crew renovations. We've actually just been kind of uh, going back to the core band, which is uh, me, John, and Annalise, Fallon, Flynn, and Vex. Um, and those aren't all separate people. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized yes. exactly. Anybody who listens to Gamerhead knows that I'm Fallon. Right. So Fallon, Flynn, and Vex are still in the band. We're still working together. Uh, we decided to kind of scale it back to the core members. 
Evolve or Die Deluxe is something that's going to be coming out soon. I'm, I'm thinking around September. Um, still working on Murder in the Art. We're excited about it. Uh, I don't. I originally anticipated an October release. I'm considering pushing to redefine some of it and go back to formula on a couple of things. I like the album as a whole so far, but I feel like uh, I can get a little bit more out of it. I'd rather put out a great album than a good album. Yes, 100%. I have yep. to go over every song and feel like when I listen to it start to finish that by the end, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good that's really good. They're going to like this, you know, and that's uh I think I'm close to that, but I'm not there yet. So I'm just going to keep working and see how I, how it comes out. And I've talked about this a couple times uh on the show in the past that there's <clears throat> with the with the creation and release of this new album, Murder in the Art, we're going to be changing our personas, uh, the visual aspect of our personas a little bit. There's going to be new costumes to supplement the themes, you know, uh, a utopian version and a sort of wasteland version of our characters, respectively, and then other, a million other versions. Oh, yeah. Like, the album itself is about time travel, changing dimensions, uh, seeing what those rifts cause when you change things. Uh, I would play that game. Essentially, (laughs) you can play the V is for Villains, Murder in the Art, I'd play that game too. And I'm me, I'd play it in my costume while I played myself. And I would take and I would broadcast it on my PlayStation 4 and be like, hey kids. I'm playing with myself. I'm playing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> um we're all five years old. But I uh yeah, no essentially the core idea but behind the album was uh can a piece of art cause society to tear itself apart if it's not politically correct or censored. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's about exploring those themes, you know, because I hate censorship. I hate the idea of doing politically correct things just because that's what people think you should do. Um, And I love the idea of having a bunch of different shows to share with everybody so that when they come and see the show, they don't know if they're getting the totalitarian show. They don't know if they're getting the, you know, wasteland post-apocalyptic show. They don't know if they're getting the uh, uh, Candyland show because I want to do that one. (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they don't know if we're gonna pull up on a dick train and, oh my you know, god get started that way look if motley crew can build a spinning like aerial drum kit for tommy I thought you were gonna say spinning can... penis no <laughs> no uh, i want a spinning aerial penis at our next show you just, me <laughs> just shooting awful, but I'm not just shooting Huh? Oh yeah, Ramstein used to pull out a, like a dick right yep, yep. and like yeah it would yeah it was that a was... fake dick yeah it, look if 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 such modern innovations can come to pass, then I'm sure we could build a working dick train. Then you can build me a whizzing, spinning no, spark dick. Here's the, well, look, I'll go to Chris Rock on this. I'll quote Chris Rock on this. He said, you could drive a car with your feet. That don't mean it's to be done. Moving on. I don't agree. Charlie, what's going on with you? I, I'm processing this night. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to remember it forever. <laughs> Um, uh, just more of the same for me. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, uh, I, I will say, I'll just remind you guys about our Facebook groups. Um, you can find us on facebook.com at, um, and, uh, the players club is a video game centric group where, um, where most of the, you know, all the, all the core gamer head members are, and you can talk about us with video games. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's more of the same gaming ponies. Hooray. Um, <laughs> For, for my beer of the week, um, I'm going to recommend, um, I, I know it's summer and so not everybody's drinking stouts and porters right now, but um, nonetheless, um, I'm going to recommend something that also I know John has had recently um, by Clown Shoes Brewery Undead Party Crasher. Yeah, it was good. It's, uh, it is a American Double Imperial Stout. 
Um, and um, yeah, Clown Shoes. Uh, apparently, it was previously named Vampire Slayer, but got renewed, renamed due to some legal wrangling. Couldn't um, possibly imagine one. <laughs> uh, it's br- uh, they, they say it is brewed with holy water and dark malts uh, smoked locally with hickory and ash. Um, it might actually be made, made with holy water. The, 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 the art, the bottle art, is um, a guy that's like like going after like a bunch of zombies. So maybe I don't know. Cool. it might actually have holy water. And I would not put it past clown shoes. Awesome. They, they do stuff like that. I drank it, so, yep. you know. A demon's chasing you. You take a swig and you, you know, you spit it on him. He starts burning. And then you say some awful like eighty one, eighty one letter. Oh, like, God. peace be with you. Yeah, and then you pour it on the ground and you say a sip for your homies. <laughs> is that what it is? Do you that. pour one out for That's their homies. Right. Jesus Christ. Next week, John and I will be bringing in two friends of the show. Uh, one who you've met already, Mr. Danny Wasco, uh, who you might remember from our... Uh, he, he was the provider of the Samsung um, Gear VR headset that we got to try out a couple episodes ago. And um, also, um, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Mr. Chris Faber. And uh, we're bringing them in because they are both parents who are raising gamers of uh, varying degrees. And so we're going to be talking to them and finding out what it's like to be a parent uh, raising kids who play video games and so our question to you is going to be do you have any questions for them um in terms of like what they're doing or do you have any tips or even stories to tell if you are a parent also raising gamers um so that is our mailbag question to you for next week and so until then if you've liked what you heard you can find us at gamerheadradio.com at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio and on twitter at gamerheadradio where i'm at t-e-k charlie goat on tour is at sir goatsworth on twitter and on instagram john is at the fallon flynn uh nick who are you on twitter uh <laughs> it's at just at, at v is for villains at v is for villains yes. oh okay okay i was gonna um, say something horrible that would be out of character how (laughs) (laughs) email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926gamer download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes Stitcher Radio TuneIn Radio YouTube Twitch or with your podcast downloader of choice visit these fine folks at uh, viewsforvillains.com and at facebook.com backslash viewsforvillains I presume Um, any other places you want to send listeners that might be interesting to them www.dicktrain.com I actually don't know what is there, but let's I mean, let's find out between now and next week. Yeah. I'm afraid. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs> this has been one of these episodes of Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> <laughs>